7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Worldwide, and I have a cheek full of sourdough bread right now, which is really dumb. I was like, oh, yeah, I can finish this before we get on air. Um, no, not so much. So, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, happy Friday, everybody. Of course, we're broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, and joining us, as always, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi. I am not at Palm Springs. Meeting with a possible divorce lawyer. Divorce papers. Um, yeah, things aren't looking good. Uh, I think the honeymoon's over. (laughs) Uh, Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. We made it. We didn't get nuked. Yay. Yeah, cool. You know, two minutes to midnight. You know, we we got a little wiggle room there. Uh, (laughs) Joe Santoris says, Scranton, Pennsylvania, Electric City. Welcome back. Oh, thanks. The guy's like fucking flypaper. We can't get rid of him. Yeah. Maybe Melania yeah. can. He's like but stuck in our, like, it's like when you get flypaper stuck in your hair, you know? Or it's like wiping your ass with poison ivy, you know? Jeez. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Let's go with, let's get, let's go with flypaper in your <laughs> hair. Yeah. Oh, and the hair on your head. It's only, not the even five minutes head. in. Jeez. I know. You're, oh. it, you, it's a record. Uh, and uh, also joining us uh, out of uh, my fair state uh, from our uh, our capital, uh, up in Kasichville, Columbus, Ohio, uh, my sister from another Mr. Cat, welcome aboard. Hello, Kenny. I will see your wad of sourdough bread in the cheek and raise you an estrogen pill under the tongue. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Uh, I think I'd go with the bread. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with estrogen, Joe. Well, I no. Just don't eat the soybeans. Don't eat the core of the soybean. (laughs) That is is good with butter. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Don't drink soy latte. Latte. Okay, cat. Uh. What's what's better, cat? Butter and estrogen or butter and sourdough? Do I have to choose? Yeah. <laughs> They've served two different the, purposes, really. Well, the sourdough's a little bit more filling. That's what I you thought. Know, I it would think be. you could Depends put on the, the, size the pill, pill in the sourdough with the butter. Oh, tricky you solved indeed. it. You solved it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. Solver. yeah. Roll it up. So anyway, um, uh, before we start the show, I, I need to talk about something. Uh, jo- uh, of course, uh, uh, Bobber is going to be filling in tonight for P.S. Mueller, and he's actually probably going to be filling in on most nights. So uh, he, he will take some time off where he needs it, and we'll get folks like Cat or 
you know, Miles or Michelle or somebody to fill in. But uh, P.S. Mueller is taking an extended hiatus from the show. And um, it doesn't have anything to do with the show. He just has things he has to take care of. And I don't want to speak for what he's doing, but it's important what he's doing. Um, and you know, when he comes back, um, he, you know, he sent me a really nice letter the other day. I sent him a nice letter back, you know, nice email. Um, and, um, you know, and, and I want to, I want to go on the record and say PS Mueller is one of the best human beings on the entire fucking planet. Amen. He stood by me and believed in me and this show through a lot of different people who gave me a lot of different bullshit and flaked out on me. And, you know, when, when things got a little tough, people bailed and Pete always understood where I was coming from and where I stood when, you know, either somebody d- decided to part ways with me or if, if uh, they decided to part ways with the show and Pete didn't necessarily take sides, but he always was a good listener for when shit like that was going on. And fortunately, we've been very stable for a while now. So so that's good. And, and Pete said he might have to take an extended hiatus. And he did, he did say, or possibly bow out of the show altogether. I did not encourage him to bow out of the show altogether. I said, look, you take as much time as you need. Every time you, uh, you, know, you were on the show, I can't. I consider myself one of the luckiest people on the planet because he is such a talent. He is such a good person. He's just kind, decent, talented, and and funny as all get out. So I just want to say to Pete, you take all the time in the world that you need. This show will be waiting for you if you want to come back. And that's, that's what I want to say to our audience. So don't, you know, I mean, I... I have no time frame on this whatsoever. None whatsoever. That sounds yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah. I feel like if Pete needs or wants time to just come on the show to take time from the stuff that he has to deal with, uh, we'd love him whenever we can yeah. get him. Yeah, exactly. And I will, uh, I, I'm, he said he wanted to talk this weekend. So, uh, we'll probably call one another tomorrow and, and find out, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, because I want to talk to him and give him some support because I, I you know, kind of understand, you know, where he is right now. And, um, you know, and uh, and I actually I actually was talking to Susan the other day about how grateful I was about Pete being part of the show for uh, for so long. And I started crying like a baby. <laughs> I really did. Oh. And I was at work and, and fortunately I have my own office and I'm like, I don't want people to hear me crying. <laughs> Ken, how long has he been with the show? Uh, I'm thinking seven years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Uh, so yeah. So that's, uh, but yes. And Peter in San Francisco says, what's up with Pete? Uh, the only thing I'm going to say is he needs to take some time off to take care of stuff. That's all we can say. He's in good health. Don't worry. Uh, his wife yeah. is in good health. Uh, you know, this is, this is not anything, you know, nothing like that. He didn't break his leg or anything. Um, uh, yeah, he's should... not, he's not a governor of New Jersey. No, he's not. He's mm. not. That's true. Oh, see, a uh, little, a little callback to something. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if we should make an announcement and do a, 
um i don't know we'll talk in the skype chat a little bit rain and see uh see what your feelings are tonight after the program um but uh yes that's very cryptic what i just said everyone um so so anyway uh thank you all for being here in the chat and on the program and uh uh so uh, a huge story broke last night something that um april ryan was prescient about prescient I don't have the audio from her, but she said that she'd been hearing from people that, yes, Trump indeed tried to fire Mueller and a bunch of his staff decided they were going to revolt if if Trump fired Mueller. Because, you know, when you're firing the guy who's in charge of the um, investigation into obstruction of justice <laughs> and you fire him. <laughs> That looks a little sketchy. Obstruction-y of justice-y. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes-y. If yeah. we're doing Mad Libs, yes-y. Yes. Obstruction-y. Uh-huh. Yeah. So just a, a she, skosh. She, didn't she say this back She said it like, when it was actually happening? Yeah, she said it uh, last, uh, late summer, I think, is when she said it. Oh, I thought it was in June. It. I mean, it... It, well, yeah, maybe midsummer. I, I just, I don't but, remember the exact time frame, but yeah, she said it. She said it, you know, over six months ago. And and uh, I remember <laughs> that story. I'm sure you guys do too. It just yeah. kind of got brushed under the rug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so this story was going out yesterday, and it was everywhere. It was all over last night. And and Joe sends me a message. He's like, "Oh my God, Scaramucci was just on with Chris Cuomo." And of course, in, in this, we should talk about this first because, Joe, would you like to tell everybody where the mooch was during the interview with Cuomo? <laughs> you mean, you mean besides a, a, a Trump's colon? Well, yes. Uh, yeah, that that little polyp with a scarf on was uh, yeah. in Dav in Davos. He was in Davos. Davos. What the fuck and is he doing? I in Davos? know what you're all thinking. Why was he in Davos? That That's was, what me and Ken were thinking. Yeah. I was wondering that too. Uh, uh, it's, right. it's no mystery. That's the big rich people gathering. <laughs> but yeah, but he's, he's not, not part of the Trump any... administration. <laughs> as he's... I told, as I told Ken, he's there because wherever that colon goes, that polyp goes with him. <laughs> yeah, it's Can we call him the Palapino? The mooch, the Palapino. Hey, in his scarf. Hey, hey. oh, hey. bada bing. You know, but Palamooch. that's the that's the thing. He's not that big, and he's not that rich. He's definitely not that big. I'm, I'm the right size for you. No, you're not. Um, but, so uh, he sucks up to the rich folk. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that, true. but that's the thing. He's he's not that. Uh, what I found amazing was that he. Uh, I don't know if we do. We have the clip. Of of the mooch, yeah, we do, we yeah. we we do have that, um, but because well, he came I, across like he was a spokesperson for the Trump yeah, administration, he did, he did, and and we'll get to that in a minute. But um, the the so the theories that I came up with last night, why he's uh-huh. there, he took Melania's seat, eh? a <laughs> <laughs> hello, um, hello. <laughs> he wishes. That <laughs> maybe, maybe well, yeah. John Kelly's seat, you don't know. Uh, don't yeah, know well, that's the thing, or anybody else's seat because they knew that this story was going to break about um, 
Trump wanting to fire Mueller. So a bunch of people stayed behind for damage control because I didn't see the entourage. I didn't see who was with them. I think uh, was was Sleepy Wilbur there? Yeah, yes. Wilbur Pruitt yeah. was there. Did they Sarah put? Did they pull? They pulled Will- They show. They showed the entourage during this Buzzfeed speech. Kellyanne actually went there with her legs. Do, oh, good, good. Uh, <laughs> oh never forget God. the Bowling Green massacre. Um, yeah, and and um, do they put Wilbur Ross on ice when they fly him around, or did they actually put him in uh, um, a coffin full of soil from his native land? Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps we could ask the mooch. The mooch. The mooch. So hey, yeah, and, and hey. then another another. They option just is, hang him upside down, upside if, down in the luggage compartment. Yeah. If he didn't, yeah. If he didn't travel with them, uh, perhaps a right wing news outlet might have sent him. Hope I hope to God that none of the you know reputable networks sent him, uh, or he's just stalking his man crush. Um, you know that seems <laughs> that seems credible. Credible. Um, maybe he so, got an Airbnb in Davos because his wife kicked him out again. Oh yeah, yeah. Now he's just uh, a, yeah. he's just a nomad now. So <laughs> a he's a nomad with nomad. a scarf. Yes, that's a yes. Uh, it, I think that's actually a, a portable tent. He yeah. he actually pitches that scarf of Mochi. <laughs> yeah, that's scarf. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. So anyway, this is this is uh, Chris Cuomo talking to Scaramucci uh, while he's in Davos about the breaking news about Trump wanting to fire Mueller. Anthony, last month you said the president is too smart to fire Mueller. <laughs> All right, I just had to pause it there and laugh. When you said that, did you know what he had been trying to do last June? I actually didn't know, but it's totally irrelevant because he actually didn't fire Mueller. And I find it very ironic that this information is coming out while he's here in Davos, while he's had great fanfare. And so, you know, you and me, I would love to get a look at somebody like Steve Bannon's phone records uh, to see who he's talking to and how this information is out there. He can't let go of the Bannon thing. I love it. No. <laughs> Uh, I'd also like I to check, I, take a look at his photos and if he took any selfies when he was asking his own C. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's, here's the thing. Trump did fire Mueller. Uh, this is something that's getting lost in all of this. Trump said he's fired. And Don McGahn said, no, we're not firing him. Yeah. Yeah, it's a exactly. small detail, but it's an important detail. Oh, it's a very important one. Oh, it's Scooter Cans well, posted a well, picture. Does it, uh, does I just, that go ahead. kind of sort of make Donald what his fans would call a cuck? A cuck! You are, you are correct. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, uh, Scooter Can's not cool putting a picture of Droopy Dog in the chat and saying it's Wilbur Ross. Wilbur Ross we has love a Droopy Dog Wil- Scooter. Wilbur Ross yeah. has a Wilbur Ross has a response to that GIF. You know what? That makes me mad. So don't do it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought I saw a putty test. Oh, I'm not. I I'm not going to do that to anybody. Chat. All right, so back to back to Cuomo and the and, and Scarfamucci. So reporting is Did he fire him, ordered McGann to make the moves to fire him. McGahn said, "I will resign you're, if you're, I have to do that." And then the president relented. You're, and you're twisting 
You're that's the twisting reporting. the story. That's the I'm reporting. not twisting the story. <laughs> that I, I just the accepted reporting. the reporting. But uh, but why is that coming out tonight? Because this is the when they got it. This is when they got it. This is when they got it. It's okay, irrelevant come on, when it come comes on. out. Come, come point on. point come number one, he didn't fire the person. Point number two, the president two. believes that there was no collusion. Point number three, despite only being in the White House for 11 days, I worked for the president for 18 months. <laughs> I didn't see any collusion. Point number three, right, there's been news stories that had to be shot down and people I'm, I'm sorry he just said point number three twice <laughs> in case anybody missed it come on man he was only there for 11 days and he knew everything he forgot well, the third thing oops <laughs> well he remembered an additional this third little, thing actually uh, this one, this he said he was there head. 11 days he should have said i was there for a, a mooch he was even holding he started he said point number one and held up his thumb point number two he held up his index finger then he put his thumb down then he said point number three and he <laughs> held up then he held up his middle finger and then he said point number three and held up his ring finger <laughs> it was Did really he actually dumb. hold up his middle finger uh, well, kind it, of awesome. Well, at no, I'm saying at the same time he held up those three fingers. Oh. Um, so that's why he confused oh. himself. And then there is a point number four that he's going to use on it for his pinky here. Fired over the Russian investigation. Point number four. Robert Mueller is still in his job as a special investigator. He is still in his job. And the president said recently that he expects Mr. Mm -hmm. Mueller to treat him fairly. And he obviously believes that he's going to be exonerated. He also You're said, telling me that a private conversation. It doesn't matter hey, if it was Chris, a private conversation. A private conversation with your counsel. What are you talking doesn't about? Matter. It does matter. It doesn't Those at all. Not to the truth of the matter asserted. It doesn't matter. They're, it doesn't matter that it was private. Except when you have interloping say? leakers inside the White House Again, trying irrelevant. to alert on the president. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. What I said irrelevant. six months ago. Irrelevant. Not How irrelevant. the information totally came out is irrelevant. The substance what? of the reporting is relevant. What? Don McGahn, the, if the, the reporting is to believe, be believed, Don McGahn uh, said, I won't fire do what guy? you're... Don McGahn said, I won't do what you're ordering me to do. It's bad for you. It's wrong to do. And the president relented. Yeah. Even the if president he didn't fire him, the, the which he didn't. fired James. Oh, hold on a second. The president fired James Comey. You don't want to hear Did the reporting, James Anthony. Get fired? You yes or no. You in power. You're not listening. You're because not you're listening. making these, these silly points. I am points. not ignoring it. I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you that you're focused on something that isn't fair to the president. Oh, my God. Oh. First of all, first of all, I've been to Harvard, and I, I went to Harvard, and uh, you can't talk to me like that. And uh, I, I know this because uh, I'm the mooch. And I can count to four. One, two, three, three, four. Four with my thumb, <laughs> with my thumb and my, and my ring finger, I can make five. So there. there. Boom. Yeah. Give me a Sammy. Twenty-five is the highest number. I, you know, I think the thing that I love the most about this is that here's Cuomo trying to talk about the actual article, and every one of the Trumpsters since that thing broke are like, "No, you're missing the big point. He wasn't fired." Did they play? Did you play the part about Harvard? Um, <laughs> I don't think we got to that yet. No, no, I I, th that's the only that, that's the only bit I got. <laughs> I, I thought that that was. That was great because I can't hear you. I can't hear you, Chris. I'm la, sorry. La, 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 la. Yeah, Chris, so, you're not wearing a scarf. So what do you know? Huh? So what do you know if you don't wear a scarf? But they're really trying to defend him by saying, "Hey, look, yeah, this didn't happen because he's still in the job." And and yeah. 
April Ryan reported this last year. Did I hear okay, last so if, year? If, if you did, order somebody to, to, to hit somebody, to kill somebody, right? You order a hit, and then the assassin <laughs> doesn't do it. Thank you. Right? Thank you mean you. like that conservative? You mean like that conservative Christian who trolled the dark uh, uh, web yes. uh, a while ago and yeah. had his uh, tried to get a hitman for his wife? Um, and it's it's along the same lines. But of, he gets hey, a mulligan. He gets you get you break into a bank, but you didn't take the money, so therefore it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I forgot the combination. I I left my gun at home, my mask. Sure. Uh so yeah. So now now the the best the best thing really to come out of this whole story was what happened on Fox News last night. <laughs> this was this was a thing of beauty. Dur- this story broke uh during Hannity's show last night. <laughs> and what happened? And it's uh fans of SpongeBob SquarePants will appreciate the little editing I did on this. Um <laughs> even fans not fans of uh spongebob will appreciate the little edit job i did on this but this is um how hannity uh covered the story um early in the evening and then a little later in the evening our sources and i've checked in with many of them they're not confirming that tonight and the president's attorney dismissed the story and says no no comment we're not going there and how many times has the new york times and others gotten it wrong later that same evening so we have sources tonight just confirming to Ed Henry that, yeah, maybe Donald Trump wanted to fire the special counsel for conflict. Does he not have the right to raise those questions? <laughs> you know, we'll deal with this tomorrow night. We have a shocking video of the day to bring you, by the way. This footage comes to us from Arizona where you see that red SUV, high-speed police chase. <laughs> <laughs> that is some of the best comedy I've ever heard. From Fox News. <laughs> so and later, we're going to go to the FBI secret society. Hmm. Yes, yes. And everybody, just so you know, your secret society decoder rings will be arriving next month with your Soros checks and your Uranium One profit sharings. There you oh, go. Damn it! Again, we're being delayed again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> That's the dark web for you. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> and, Don't spend uh, those Soros checks before you get them. That's all I say. Be sure to drink your Oval Team, kids. Um, yeah. Uh, so, that Hannity clip was the best. <laughs> oh, it really is. Let's let's hear it again. Really, let's hear it again. I, I yeah, love this so sake, much. Let's for, old, for old yeah. times' sake. Yeah. Our sources, and I've checked in with many of them. They're not confirming that tonight. And the president's attorney dismissed the story and says, "No, no comment. We're not going there." And how many times has the New York Times and others gotten it wrong? Later that same evening. <laughs> So we have sources tonight just confirming to Ed Henry that, yeah, maybe Donald Trump wanted to fire Whatever. the special counsel for conflict. Does he not have the right to raise those questions? You know, we'll deal with this tomorrow night. We have a shocking video of the day to bring you, by the way. This footage comes to us from Arizona where you see that red SUV, high-speed police chase. Yeah. He kind of <laughs> gave know, the... You know, Sean, oddly enough, he doesn't have the right to raise those questions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Well, that's true. I love the fact that they were talking about a red SUV, and I saw the video. That <laughs> SUV crashed. It looked like a damn clown car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of clown cars, you know, 
Um, yeah, the the, uh, the 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 best thing was they didn't talk about what the conflicts were. Did could we discuss that a minute? Yeah, um, I would just like to right. say I just loved Sean Hannity's coverage of the whole thing. Might as well have been whatever, you know. Yes. <laughs> well, that's yes. exactly that's exactly what Fox of Friends did this morning. Yes, mm-hmm. they did. They held up the New York Times headline and they say, look at this headline. Does it really matter? Does anybody care? Do you even care? You know who they were saying that's... that to? Yep. <laughs> Audience of one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But but uh, the conflicts he was Hannity was talking about. Now the conflicts that they were talking about firing Mueller for was he had a disagreement. He he belonged to a, a golf club. A golf. Oh club. yeah yeah yeah. A Trump golf club. Yeah, that Trump owned, and there was a dispute over over green fees. <laughs> and and do you know what the result was? The result was if can I jump in here? Oh, go jump jump. <laughs> The result was is that Mueller and the golf club itself had a dispute over the green fees, and Mueller said, fine, give me my money back. I don't want to be part of your club anymore. Shocking. Second, sec- the, second, the second one was that Mueller interviewed for the interim FBI director job after Comey was fired the day before he was appointed special prosecutor. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, do they wish they hired him on the day before? <laughs> oh, I bet so. Um, oh, I wish we hired that guy. Uh, would, would you like to hear, Cat? Uh, uh, would you like to hear Morning Joe's reaction to uh, uh, the Sean Hannity bit? Oh, sure. I would love to because I hear that they were rather amused. Oh, yeah. This is a relatively short clip. Fucking amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. Look over there! Head straight out of the Carmel handbook. Oh my God! But didn't Bill Clinton look at the bird? Look at the bird, Hannity. Well, but but look at the car wreck! Look at the car wreck! Oh my God! It's <laughs> brutal. You know, if you listen real close, if, if, listen real close for Mika at the very beginning. Oh my God! <laughs> You can just hear the joy swelling in the back of her throat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think my favorite part about all this is that the first part of that Hannity clip, he's trying to make he's trying to make his viewers believe that this New York Times piece is a distraction. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back after commercial break, he distracts us with a red SUV car crash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. We'll deal with this tomorrow. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, as soon as I get my talking points. Talking points and his panties cleaned. <laughs> yes. He's just much yes. like, God. I'm sure he did little shirt. Yeah, probably. Uh, probably. A little shirt. Yeah, just a little one. Just tiny. <laughs> I love this. and and the other thing oh my god i'm sorry this is all so fun the other thing is like well we've confirmed it we've confirmed it and then this morning trump comes out fake news no it's fake news oh oh, so fox news is fake news now to you exactly your boyfriend hannity um and and uh, yeah, so and, and we're we're gonna go to the break because Cat uh, and I have a special report for everybody after the break. Uh, but uh, the one last thing I want to say about this is, um, <clears throat> uh, pardon me, 
I don't usually clear my throat on air. Um, uh, but, uh, it, yeah, I'm in a dryish piece of chicken. Um, uh, but yeah, the, what was really funny to me was, you know, he's like, I've talked to a lot of my sources tonight and they're saying this just isn't true. And how often does the New York times get it wrong? Then, you know, swish, we're back. Ed Henry just confirmed it with his sources. <laughs> <laughs> how many times has Fox news gotten it wrong? <laughs> Dicks. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll and, not, and now a car crash. Yeah, we'll probably yes. come come back to that later, and uh, we will take calls tonight on the show. But uh, all the you know after um, uh, after we get Bobber on the show and get him settled in and stuff, because uh, uh, yeah, this next story is is uh, is really fascinating, and uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy it. It relates to the band Kiss. I will just tease it with that. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. We'll be right back with me, Joe, Rain, and Kat right after this. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear.
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back. I did not fire Bob Mueller. I did not either. Um, and uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back. You know, all week I thought Davos was a, was a uh, was a uh, a Dalek. Oh, <laughs> D- Davros. <laughs> it was Davros. I had him mixed yeah. up. Davros, Davos, Dalek. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is that a Doctor Who thing? It, it is. Yeah. It is. See, it is. Uh, okay. Yeah, Davros was like the king of the Daleks or something like that. Um, way above my pay grade. He was their chief Supreme. scientist, and we don't believe in science, so there. No. Uh-uh. And uh, last but not least, Cat uh, from Columbus, Ohio, uh, joining in the fun tonight. Cat, this is going to be a great story. I'm, I'm glad you're on to talk about it with me. Yes, it is. Uh, but before we get involved in that. Um, I just had something come across the Twitters from uh, Virginia. Okay. Apparently this afternoon, their state Senate passed Senate Bill 423. Okay. um, Which is adding LGBTQ protections to Virginia's fair housing law. Oh, yes. Nice. Yes. Very good. And it was a vote of 29 to 10. Oh, wow. That's huge. Well. Mm. And Rain may know this, but what's the breakdown of Republicans versus Democrats? In the in Senate, this? I don't, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> it looks like of the 39 who voted. I think that it's, the Senate is pretty split the way that the delegates are right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah um, based, based on what I can tell from the image of the vote board, it looks like it's probably 2119. And there was one who didn't vote, but only 10 Republicans voted against it. 10 other Republicans voted for it. Yeah, this oh, is, nice. I, I'm glad you brought this up, Kat, because this is why I say it 
all the time. This is why elections matter. This is why small state, local dog catchers, all elections matter. Because something else that happened the other day is, um, and this is important. I'm not trying to dismiss that. Something else that happened the other day is that in the in the House of Delegates, it came out of committee to legalize mar um, to legalize medical marijuana in Virginia too. And that oh. post unanimous. That was a unanimous vote. So oh. that's really big news. I missed that today, Kat. Thank you for that. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I just happened to see it in my timeline posted by Danica Rome. So, well, very nice. Yeah, she's one of our very delegates. Nice. Yes. Yes. And um, and and also that dovetails nicely, fellow metalhead. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So uh, uh, let yeah, me just get, let me let me just give a little bit of history about the individual we're going to talk about in this segment. Um, and of course, I was going to call this segment Cat uh, and Ken on Kiss, but the the abbreviation is KKK, so we're not gonna we're not gonna. Call that. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> if anybody knows the original band Kiss, the 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 original lineup was uh, uh, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Frehley, and Peter Chris. Well, they had a lot of trouble in you know uh, uh, with um, Ace Frehley and Peter Chris in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, you know, because they were the two members who, you know, did drugs and party and stuff like that, where Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley never, they didn't, they, they never partied. Um, so, uh, the first member to go was Peter Chris, the drummer, and he was replaced by a guy named, named Eric Carr. And they put him in the Fox makeup, if you've ever seen that. And then, um, the, the, they, they had a really abysmal failure, uh, with an album and they still said that Peter Chris played on it, but he didn't. Uh, it was Eric Carr. There was an album called Songs from the Elder, which a lot of critics really like. I love that album. Uh, but it was a commercial flop because it was like a, uh, a concept album. So uh, after that, they decided to regroup. They didn't even tour for that album. And so they decided to regroup. And what they did is they put out a, a kind of a best of an album called Ki uh, Kiss Killers. And it had a bunch of their classics, but they re they recorded four, wrote and recorded four new songs with some songwriters, and and Ace Frehley now is no longer part of the band either, uh, because he went in and you know didn't want to do anything, and a, a fellow by the name of Bob Kulik, who is the brother of Bruce Kulik, who ended up playing guitar for Kiss down the road, uh, recorded most of the guitars on those new songs. So then, the the this album Creatures of the Night rolls around. And um, they they sold it with the cover that it showed Ace Frehley on the cover. Ace Frehley did not play on that album. A guy by the name of uh, Vincent Cusano uh, wrote uh, songs with the band and um, performed the, all the guitar on that album. I believe most of the guitar. There might have been a couple other people who added here and there. But for the most part, it was Vincent Cusano. And... He wanted desperately to be part of the band, and it was an up and down roller coaster where it was just like, "No, you're not right for it. You're too short. You know, it's you're not a good fit." And finally, um, the band decided to hire him, and got a stage name, Vinnie Vincent, and he became the first replacement guitarist for Ace Frehley in Kiss, and wrote, recorded, performed on the Lick It Up album. Um, and, uh, he, he, if you see the cover of Lick It Up, he's the only guy wearing any color. <laughs> Everybody else is wearing black and he, they, here's Vinnie Vincent in his purple shirt, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, so that's 
that's who Vinnie Vincent is in a nutshell. He also he's written songs that John Waite has recorded. He's uh, he used to he used to write for the show uh, in 1980. He was invited by the musical director of Happy Days to go and write music for Happy Days. And he said it was the most surreal thing. Like he got invited to go in, and they're like, "Here, let's go sit in the Cunningham's ki- at the Cunningham's kitchen table and record, or you record some music on your tape recorder." And he was like, "I just couldn't believe it. It was so weird." Um, but you know, he's 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 a pretty relative. Was Richie's big brother there? Uh, they let him out of the closet. I don't know. Um, that was kind of a joke that you'll it, all appreciate. I didn't. I, I don't get it. But okay. <laughs> so anyway. Um, uh, so so yeah so so Vinnie Vincent you know eventually became full fledged member of Kiss. There were a lot of ups and downs. He only lasted for that album. He did end up going back, as uh, uh, Kat uh, pointed out when we were discussing this today. He came back, and I think um, I forget when the Revenge album came out. It was I think it was ninety two. It, it was ninety or ninety one. Okay, so he they they had him back because here's the thing: Kiss was such in in such bad shape. Vinnie Vincent comes back and he he got them back on track with some of the songs that he was writing for them. He saved the band, but at the time they were only willing to pay him five hundred dollars a week to you know be a member of the band, right? And I'm going to speed this up and, and move along. But so after he leaves the band, he he starts his own band called uh, Vinnie Vincent Invasion uh, after contract disputes with Kiss. And they put out two albums. The first album uh, is really amazing because uh, it has one the singer who was in Journey before Steve Perry joined, basically the singer who kind of crafted what Journey became. His name was Robert Fleischman. He's still around. Um, and he was actually um, uh, just hanging out with Vinnie Vincent, and I'll talk about that in a second. But um, and, and then um, if anybody uh, is uh, familiar with the band Slaughter, um, Mark Slaughter, Up All Night, Sleep All Day. I hate that garbage. Yeah. Um, but basically, <laughs> the the record label... It, in, so the record label forced Vinny to get rid of Robert Fleischman because they thought he was a square, and they wanted to get somebody who was, you know you know, big puffy hair. They wanted a hair metal guy. But Vinnie Vincent Invasion exactly. wasn't... It, Vinnie Vincent Invasion wasn't a hair metal band. Um, and, and Vinny, you know, notoriously disliked Mark Slaughter... And then, um, and basically, what it was is it worked out that he he was able to get out of his contract because the record label let something lapse and he didn't have to do the third album. So the guys from Vinnie Vincent Invasion went on to become Slaughter with a different guitarist. All right, so that's all out of the way. That's the history. But all of that, all of his horrendous experiences, kind of, you know, he did a few other things after that. Um, not much, no major record label stuff. He tried to get back with Robert Fleischman because he really thought that they were, they were the dynamic duo, you know, team voice and guitar together, writing together and everything. And, but for the most part, he kind of fell off the face of the planet. He did one final appearance, I believe at a 1996, uh, kiss expo. And now 22 years later, Vinnie Vincent finally, returned to a kiss expo in atlanta this this past weekend and there was a there's a documentary by a foreign film crew that came out uh late last year where they were searching for vinnie vincent and they couldn't find him and i think maybe he lives in north carolina i'm not sure somewhere in the south um and um there was a part of the documentary 
where they hired an American private investigator and they said, you might be barking up the wrong tree. You might need to be looking for a, a she, not a he. And uh, because it looks like Vinnie Vincent now goes by the name Angel. Angel Cusano, maybe, I don't know. But this is all, none of this has been confirmed. Um, but now, Kat, this is, this is where I want to bring you in because you said you've kind of heard through your yeah, own circles well, that maybe this was the case. Yeah, and I know that I've mentioned before, I've been in different uh, <clears throat> online trans communities going back to 96, 97, something like that. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've got a lot of little connections and everything mm -hmm. all through the community because I'm like one of the first people in the community online. Yeah. But I remember somewhere around 1999 or so, 98 or 99 is what I think I told you, uh, having seen something come across in one of the groups that I belong to about how Vinnie Vincent from KISS was in the process of transitioning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is something that you would hear something about it for a while and then you wouldn't hear anything again. And then it had come up a couple of years later down the road. Yeah. So, so like, like I was telling you within the community, it's kind of been sort of like an open secret that Vinny was trans and was doing some was trans in some sort of way but he's never come out publicly and said he was transitioning mm -hmm. so nobody ever really knew the exact details behind it yeah now um so so all these uh, appearances the q and a's and uh one-on-ones vinny uh and I'm, I'm referring to him as vinny vincent because uh as you'll hear uh audio that i have for this um uh he, he he identifies at this kiss expo as vinnie vincent people say we love you man he didn't have a problem with that but he he did you know and he's always been ever since past the 70s and when he was in kiss and vinnie vincent invasion i mean he was glam as fuck in vinnie vincent invasion you know i mean he had on lipstick that you know thick ass lipstick so for seeing uh, him appear feminine wouldn't be a shock to anybody but you know here you know he was wearing you know oh at the convention he was wearing a women's suit you know i mean the the button was on you know the side that it usually is for a women's suit and everything and and he looked great that's the thing he looked great and it's like is anybody shocked that he might be wearing women's clothes after wearing it all through the 80s? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, oh, but now he just wears more conservative women's clothes, you know, and somebody's like, oh, he was wearing pink high heels. And I'm like, yeah, he was in the 80s, too. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, it, but it, it stands to reason that, you know, what Kat has heard and what was mentioned in that documentary it does stand to reason that maybe Vinny is living as a woman now. And, 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 and I think that's awesome. But here's the thing at this expo, there was, oh, there was like over a thousand people there. And 
Not one person in all of the Q&As, and I watched like four hours of video from this because I've been so excited to see Vinnie Vincent come back because I'm a huge fan of his guitar playing and songwriting and stuff like that. And, um, and, and it's just like, oh my God, one of my heroes is back. And I just absorbed everything. And I watched all these videos and not one person at any point said, Hey, are you a man or a woman? And I'm very proud of the kiss community for not doing that because there are some ignorant fuckers out there, right? Well, oh yeah. Some? Well, we found one of the ignorant fuckers. Unfortunately, uh, he wasn't at the expo, but he called Eddie Trunk. And if anybody knows that metal show uh, from VH1 that was on a few years ago, uh, Eddie Trunk, you know, he na- he now has a serious XM uh, show called Trunk Nation on the Hair Nation Network. Um, and he, uh, he did an interview with Vinnie Vincent. And then somebody called him a day or two later about it. And, um, really, really, really pissed me off. And that's why I wanted to talk about this tonight. So here is clip one and, uh, we'll try and get through this real fast. Hey, I just, uh, I want to jump on the Benny Benson interview you had. I understand you only had 20 minutes to talk to the guy and he hasn't spoken in 20 years. I just don't, I understand that, but I don't understand how his look wasn't brought up. I mean, the guy had high with a pantsuit a matching top to his pantsuit. I mean, he looked like Hillary Clinton with dark hair. He had makeup on that wasn't glam makeup, but that was never brought up. That's bizarre to me. It's bizarre to me also it wasn't brought up in the Q&A. You're telling me no one asked that question? No one thought that was bizarre? I don't give a damn what the guy does or looks like, but... Okay, I don't give a damn what the guy does or what he looks like, but... Evidently, he well, does. Well, not only that. <laughs> not only that. The extensive detail about how Vinny was uh, dressed and how Vinny appeared. Mm-hmm. He was wearing makeup, but it, it weren't glam makeup. He were he weren't wearing no glam makeup. What? Well, I was particularly I was particularly in love with the fact that he's such a Hillary pantsuit aficionado. Oh, you know who this guy <laughs> voted for, right? Um. So, so yeah, so I just had to pause it there. I don't care what he does or how he lives, but... Or care. Yeah, makeup on that wasn't glam oh, makeup. Sorry, it rewound a little bit. But that was never brought up. That's bizarre to me. It's bizarre to me also it wasn't brought up in the Q&A. You're telling me no one asked that question? No one thought that was bizarre? I don't give a damn what the guy does or looks like, but that's just weird. No one says anything? To me, that's just strange. Yeah, no, I, I get you feeling that way about it, Bobby, but I guess you had to be sort of in the time and place. And I guess the thing is, is this, I mean, it's, it's an, and, and thanks for the call, Bobby. And I understand you saying that, but you got to understand the situation. People were just so excited to see him at all. And we, I discussed this with some people at the expo. Nobody knew, nobody knew what to expect and nobody was told anything other than this is Vinnie Vincent. He is still Vinnie Vincent. He is signing autographs as Vinnie Vincent. He signed the release to be on this radio show as Vinnie Vincent. It was about Vinnie Vincent. Bingo. That, that was and, really good. That was a really good answer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and th- there's more from, from Eddie Trunk, too. But I, uh, the only thing I contend uh, is if somebody called my show... 
I would not say I understand you feeling that way. Um, I wouldn't say that. I had a problem with that. I would have said, you know, here's here. He, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have tried to empathize with the guy at all. I would have said I just would have gone into you needed to be there because you know. And, and here's the thing: when somebody comes out of a 22 year old or 22 year long um, sabbatical away from the public eye. Oh, here's the first thing we should do. Get aggressive about their personal life. Well, yeah. You know, okay. dri- drive them back, drive them away. I mean, what the fuck, you know? That's I, that's I, insane. I, I could take back what said. I do understand that. I, 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 I just find it amazing that this guy, who whoever this caller was, was okay with him as long as he looked glam enough. I know. It's weird. Weird. Well, you know, and and that's been one of the things um, going back to my teen years mm-hmm. that always kind of struck me odd about metal fans because it was such a hyper masculine sort of sort of crowd, but a lot of them were really into these guys with the Aquanet hair and. The, fish the eyeliner, the ripped yeah. fishnet tank tops, and super tight skin, skin tight spandex with you know cucumbers shoved in them. Uh, right. <laughs> it was also new wave in the eighties too. Yeah. I mean, I know we're talking yeah. about metal. I don't mean to take away. No, from that, don't. But, but glam, like- glam, you know, was it was throughout all a bunch of different music in the eighties. Yeah. Well, right, and and glam metal was the the metal offshoot of glam or mm-hmm. the, the glam offshoot of metal, because there's a distinction between metal groups like Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, yeah. um, Dio. Metallica. Yeah, those bands and bands like Van Halen, Bon Jovi, Cinderella, Rat. Yeah. Exactly. And, and Kiss was not a glam metal band. No, no. They were they were a, a, a heavy rock band uh, that had a shtick. They had a stage act. And and, and that's what Vinnie Vincent yeah. was kind of doing with Vinnie Vincent Invasion, where he was he obviously couldn't wear kiss makeup in that band, but he caked it on in a completely different fashion. And I think, you know, people were like, Yeah, that's cool, you know, run with that. And, um, and, you know, they were a really great band. That first album has so many good songs on it. Back on the Streets. If anybody doesn't like Back on the Streets... Oh, by the way, I'm going to be playing a bunch of Vinnie Vincent stuff tonight on the, on the night show. But uh, anyway, we got to blow through these last two clips. But I just... Mostly just to give Eddie Trunk complete props for really handling this. That, this um, and I don't know... There's one part where I don't necessarily agree with him, too. But I'll address it when we get to it. But I, I think he did a great job of expressing what it was like at this expo. If you know Vinnie Vincent's history, he has always had a feminine look. I mean, in the Vinnie Vincent invasion, he did as well. I understand this is different. I understand that. But I, I don't I don't know how to quite explain it. I in the time that I had and and trust me, I would have went there if I had time. But the first thing out of my mouth when the guy sits down for an interview and I've got 20 minutes and a promoter waving his hand five minutes, five feet in front of me saying, you got to end, you got to end, was not going to be, so are you a man or a woman? I would have gotten there. And I had my exact process on how I was going to get there. 
but I couldn't get there in the time that I had in a tactful, respectful way. So I don't know. I don't know if I would have gone that direction or not. I think maybe. Um, I, 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 you see, I don't think to me, I don't think I would have gone down that route as in an interview on air, live on air. I, I might have asked in private in an email. Yeah. Would you, would yes. you, w- are you comfortable addressing this? Be, you know, right. if not, I won't. So I don't, I know he's like, oh, I have a process of how I would have gotten there. And, you know, okay, maybe you want to be hard hitting, but I don't think it's right because if, if it is not out there in bold letters, yes, I'm, you know, I'm transgender or I'm gay or, or whatever. That's not your place to drag it out of somebody on air. That's, you know, that that's something that has kind of been a big thing is you let people in their own time come out and don't put them on the spot or don't just out them, you know? Well, we're, we're kind of at a point now where it's not appropriate for anybody to say, hi, and I'm going to just bring it back to something really simple. Are you gay? Yeah. You know, people don't do that and they shouldn't do no. that with people who may or may not be transgendered. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, on the one hand, gay lesbian is something that's a lot easier to keep hidden if you want to keep it private. For a lot of people, especially if they don't start transition until closer to middle age, it's harder to hide the fact that you've been going through this process. Yeah. And And so, you know, a a lot of times you will have, especially children who will come up to you and say, are you a man or a woman? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it's the most uncomfortable feeling ever to have to deal with. Yeah. Because especially when it's a kid, because it's hard to know how to answer a child on their level the with the whole complexity of just what gender is yeah yeah so uh so yeah so uh, uh, you know so to, to eddie trunk you know whatever process you had to get there turn that process into an email message and you know yeah maybe here's the thing maybe at home he's angel cusano Maybe on radio shows, he's Vinnie Vincent. Maybe he wants to separate his female life, uh, you know, uh, from the the public thing. But he's, you know, you know. Or, you know, what might work for him is because publicly in the sphere of music and the metal community... This is how he is known. It's easier for him to put on that persona yeah. in that sphere. Yeah, and seriously, I mean, he, he, he at this expo he was dressed far more masculine than he had than he had been in. I mean, seriously, look at Vinnie Vincent, Vinnie Vincent invasion pictures. He wore some oh, uh, fucking I, awesomely I was, ridiculous outfits, and I and I and, loved it. The fact that we're saying he, that he was dressed more masculine, and that guy was saying it was a Hillary pantsuit, is something I can't get my head around. Right I for. know, isn't that bizarre? But uh, uh, we, but 
<laughs> go back to the the look it up video with kiss and it's like mm-hmm. you look at him and it's like this this guy is dressed like uh, you sure. know a check rocker oh yeah <laughs> like, yeah i mean like you know sisters paul <laughs> stanley was wearing little lace fingerless gloves and had a you know a nipple exposed from his torn tank top you know <laughs> i mean uh i actually was showing susan a video last night of, of him she's like oh my god put the chest hair away paul um but um <laughs> But listen, okay, here's here's the last one. I'm sorry. Yeah, really. So but anyway, um here's uh here's the last one from Eddie Trunk, and then we'll have to wrap it up real quick so we can get Bobber on. So uh, here's here's part three. I have no other thing to assume or to believe that he is still living as life as a man because he has not made a statement to the contrary, and he has not come out and said anything differently he did not go to the atlanta kiss expo saying i i you know i used you know i was at one point vinnie vincent one point the guitar player in the band call me you know call me victoria vincent i mean that's what people who transition do that Uh, so i don't know how to answer that question and i understand everybody but in my opinion and again i'm calling him he because that's what he referred to and responded to that's who he was at this event so he can live his life the way he wants, and he should, and he's entitled yes. to it. I give credit, yes. honestly, I give a lot of credit to the people at that expo that nobody asked about this. They just accepted him for whatever point in his life he is living and existing. Should he decide that he is now going to live and change his name and change his gender? I mean, that's his business. And when he says that, fine, and we will deal with that at that time but until otherwise said he's Benny Vincent Amen Amen So good on you Eddie Trunk you got it a little wrong here and there but I get it you're kind of just a music schlub he's not into the you know you know uh social justice <laughs> Yeah <laughs> that I, I dirty think he word. it as well as he could for yeah, a music you're right. music guy Yeah yeah definitely. I, I do and and as I was telling you when we were discussing it earlier, Kenny, you know, yeah, there, the the metal community tends to be uh, characterized as very hyper masculine yeah. and everything. But you know, a lot of people thought that it was going to be a big deal that mm-hmm. there were gay metal musicians, and Rob Halford came out and proved that the fans don't give a shit as long as exactly. you're good. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to pick this up. I want to. Sure. I want to go to the break because I want. Uh, I want to see what Bobber has to say about this too. Because I know he does like some older Kiss, and and he's bringing up the band Angel too, which was kind of the anti Kiss from the seventies because they all wear white. <laughs> and um, with Greg Jafria on keyboards, I have a Kiss related story for J- Greg Jafria, everybody. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, let's go ahead and run to the break and get Bobber on, and we'll continue talking about this a little bit more because I find this conversation fascinating. Um, you know, in, in cat and I will talk about an album we're going to review coming up soon too. a brand new release for 2018, but, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and hit the break. We'll be right back with lots more turn up the night, uh, right after this. You're listening to turn up the night with Kenny pig. It gave the Americans more motivation to see what we can do with our country. Indie media worldwide. 
Okay. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this... My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, where we want to shout it, shout it, shout it out loud, and rock and roll, and party all night, and all that shit. Whatever. I, I screwed that one up big time. <laughs> <laughs> rock and roll all night, and party every day, of course, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. Welcome back. Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. And, uh, of course, uh, Kat, my sister from another mister out of Columbus, Ohio, uh, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much, Kenny. And Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Still here, still electric. Excellent. A good place to play rock and roll with electric guitars. And last but most certainly not least, uh, we don't have a jingle for him yet, but we're going to have to work on it. Uh, hey, ladies and germs, it's Bobber in D.C. from Fort Freighter's Blog. Sitting in for P.S. Mueller on Pete's extended hiatus, and we really appreciate you offering yourself up uh, in such a fashion, Bobber. I'm more than happy to be here. All right. I, I wish it was under. I wish it was under other circumstances. That it was because Pete can't be here, but yeah, um, such as it is. Yeah. So, and again, in case anybody's just tuning in, Pete is going to take uh, an extended hiatus from the program. Um, uh, but, uh, I'll be talking to him soon. He's okay. Don't worry. He's in, he's in good health and everything. He just has things he has to take care of. Um, and, um, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll be talking to him and maybe have a better idea, um, of what's going on in the next few weeks or so. But, uh, you know, it will, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll take Mr. Mueller anytime, uh, he is ready to come back to the show. Uh, because again, he's been here through thick and thin for me and, uh, I owe it to him to, uh, be patient, kind and considerate. So, uh, on that note, yeah, Bobber, you said you cut kiss off at, uh, love gun. Yeah. That, um, um, you know, the, the early songs, you know, when the, from the first album through alive mm-hmm. and even like rock and roll over, which is such a kick-ass album. You know, most there there were songs, uh, you know, as, as a, a everyday kid could identify with, and yeah, rock, rock, rock. And then Love Gun it came out, and it was just it seemed to be more and more about them as opposed to, you know, the the whole party atmosphere kind of thing. 
God. Yeah, like songs like Pla- yeah. Plaster Caster and, and Love Gun and yeah. you know, Lick It. You know, just song. Just there was just a yeah. It, it, it was, Sexual conquest, whatnot. It, yeah, it was just yeah. It was getting a little over the top, you know, yeah. lyrically, and I just. And musically, I, I didn't. There wasn't anything new there. Mm. I didn't think anything that was seemed like a lot, a lot of the same stuff over and over again. So I just well, kinda, eh. and and there was, I other, think, there was other stuff I was getting into at the time. So well, and and I think Cat and I really bonded over this today because you know we've talked metal before, but we've never really talked Kiss. And Cat and I are just about the same age, and we kind of came up i mean we knew who kiss was now tell me if if this is this is you cat when when you were a kid i had a couple kiss records when i was a kid i had like the peter chris solo album and you know i watched them on tv on specials and stuff like that but i didn't really have money to go out and buy music and then all of a sudden and you know i started getting into this stuff called metal and all of a sudden, the makeup comes off from Kiss. There's that intrigue there. And you're like, ooh, what do they sound like without the makeup? You know? <laughs> you know? And, and and that was... It was kind of a novelty. And not only that, but that stuff, even though, yeah, Lick It Up was, you know, you know, uh, that, we'll leave, say, Paul Stanley wrote the lyrics for that, because I think he did. Um, and uh, But, you know, Vinnie Vincent was a great songwriter. and um, And I think... Cat, is that kind of the same experience you had being drawn in? Um, mine was a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. I first came to know about them when I was growing up in Connecticut. Um, the boy who lived in one of the houses behind ours was a huge Kiss fan. He was a year older than I was. Okay. And um, like he had alive one alive two i think and um a a bunch of the early releases and i can remember him getting um uh one of whatever album it was that came out in like 78 or 79 Mm -hmm. destroyer maybe sure and probably no, Destroyer, I guess, was 76, so it was some, oh. some something after that. Um, but, but he was a huge fan. I also have an older brother who was born in 64, so he would have been in high school, and he, he really liked Kiss as well. Um, we we had cable at our home in Connecticut starting in like 77 78 and we had HBO and i can remember HBO had a uh, special that was a concert they did at the Budokan in yeah. Tokyo oh nice that 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 they ran in like the later part of 78 or so mm-hmm. I remember watching that and just being so blown away between Gene's costume and the pyro. And it was just yeah. like, this is the coolest fucking thing. Well, and I did have, and, a, I think rock and roll, rock and roll over and dynasty and the solo albums, I think came after, uh, um, the one you mentioned. Why can't I think of it? Um, destroyer. Uh, so, 
yeah, so it might have been rock and roll over. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah I, I kind of I had a friend too who had a whole bunch of the music, and he'd play it for me, and I'd like, yeah, oh yeah, I like that song. I want you, you know, stuff like that. Um, and you know, and I remember my most vivid memory of seeing an album that he had was the kiss killers one, which was their last one in makeup. And it wasn't even a full album. It was half, you know, it was like, you know, greatest hits with like four new songs. And I didn't know that. I thought that was an, a proper album at the time, you know? Um, and, um, but yeah, so, uh, so anyway, now I gotta, but I gotta, I gotta, we gotta try and broaden the conversation a little bit and see if, uh, Joe, did you ever have an interesting kiss at all? Were, were, were they none? none? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's why we'll try. No. Yeah. No, no. So. I was, uh, I was more in the uh, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, yeah. Uh, thing. I yeah. can see it. That I was- can see it. Susan said she cut Kiss off after they stopped doing disco. <laughs> <laughs> She said, if you weren't made for loving me, forget about it. (laughs) This is why I love your wife. She cut them off after they stopped doing disco. And they only did disco for part of one album. (laughs) I love that disco song. Oh, I hated Desmond Child. (laughs) You know what? Oh yeah. Desmond Child. That's a whole other, whole other conversation there, but you know what? he was he was one of the writers on You Were Made for Loving Me. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm just saying his whole career though is, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, he made Bon Jovi who they were. He he saved yeah. Aerosmith. I mean, that's it's, talking about songwriters rescuing bands, Desmond Child is is he's all about that. Oh, and, Bonnie and, Tyler. And entire the entire metal boom of the late 80s was Desmond Child. Yeah, well, I would say pop metal or, or you know hard rock, yeah. you know. But uh, but yeah, you know well, this is a, and, and this is a guy who wrote he, he wrote Total Eclipse of the Heart for Bonnie Tyler. Oh God, he I also, love him. He also he also was the one who wrote If I Could Turn Back Time for Cher. Yeah, he wrote Dude no, Looks Like. No, I a- thought that was Diane Warren. Oh I, yeah, I, I think, think he and Diane Warren collaborated oh, on that because okay. Diane Warren also wrote for Kiss. <laughs> she wrote for everybody. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, I'm looking there. I'm looking derail. up Desmond Child. No, that's all right. But no, Desmond Child wrote "Dude Look Dude Look Like a Lady" for Aerosmith. He wrote um, uh, "Shot Through the Heart" in "You're to Blame." You give love a bad name for Bon Jovi. Um, he wrote Heaven's on Fire, uh, for Kiss. Kiss, Um, uh, If You Were a Woman and I Was a Man for Bonnie Tyler, which, if you go back and listen to that song, that, Mm, he, he, he okay, listen to that song and then go listen to, um, um, uh, Shot Through the Heart by Bon Jovi because he rewrote that song for Bon Jovi. If you oh, were wow. a woman and I was a man, you give love a bad name. <laughs> uh, oh, did yeah. he write for Def Leppard? Um, I, he might have. He wrote for John Waite, uh, Ronnie Spector, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Alice Cooper, Anna Motion, Michael Bolton, Bonfire, Ace Frehley, Better Hide Your Heart. That's a great song. Kiss also covered that song. Kane Roberts. So he's uh, like he's he's like Diane Warren. Uh, yeah, Roxette. Except uh, he's, Chicago. He's a guy. Dream he Dream Theater, 
He wrote a song for Dream Theater? Robbie Williams, Bon Jovi, Ricky Martin, uh, Kelly Clarkson, Clay Aiken. Uh, yeah, so that's a whole other conversation. Carrie Underwood, Vince yeah. Neil. We can keep going. Uh, but anyway, Francie. Hi, Francie. Hey. What's up, you oh. chuckle? <laughs> hi What's up, you chucklehead? Hey, what's up? Knucklehead. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Hey, Joe. Hey, Rain. Hey, Barbara. Hey, Cat. How Hello, is everybody? Hey, Francie. Oh, yeah. golly. Jeez, talking splendid. about that kiss. Yeah. I got to tell you one thing about my husband. Mm-hmm. My husband is like a big um, Righteous Brothers, uh, Harry Chapin, Paul Simon, you know, that kind of music. I was going through albums. We still have albums. And yeah. he has a couple of Kiss albums. So Ooh. who knew? I don't think he likes <laughs> Kiss anymore, but he has one that he said is, I don't know, kind of rare. It got yeah. extra stuff in it or something. Probably, I'll have to go it's, look. It's, it's probably one of the live albums, because I know, I think I have it on vinyl. I might have sold it, but I think Kiss Alive 2 came with, like, temporary tattoos or stickers or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he has one, that one. Yeah. Um. Not opened. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. I think I'll have to check. But I mean, he is not. His musical tastes are totally different than mine. I am an angry soul. I I have a metal heart <laughs> and a punk and a punk head. And well, you know um, what song I'll play for you. Music to... parts. What what well I'll, I'll I'll put it in the queue tonight for you on the night show. I know you might not might not be able to listen, but I'll play Heart of Chrome, written by Vinnie Vincent for the Revenge album by Kiss. That thing, Vinnie Vincent. I was looking at his pictures, and I think I knew that guy back nice. in the day. I don't I mean, know though. Well, he's, he's how from, well did you know him, Francie? He's from Connecticut. I yeah. know he's from Bridgeport. He's the same age as my husband. I think he moved. I mean, we could have ran. We we could have ran in a circle. I think I'm not saying he, anything else because I looked yeah. at him and I said, "OMG." Well, you should really look at the pictures of him from the '70s when he had his like. He used to have like a little cheesy mustache and stuff, and was like rail. I saw. Um, I saw the guy, and, and he's a little well, guy. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, and I think he yeah. he stayed in Connecticut until the mid. 1980. Maybe, no, no, no. Uh, until the mid... Uh, he moved to L.A. in like the mid to late 70s. Uh, the Ooh, later okay. 70s, I think, because he started working as a session musician in the late 70s. Yeah. Yeah. But I was coming up in the mid-70s. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I, I don't know. The guy looked familiar. I was like, the, holy cow, but... Cusanos, there's a lot of Cusanos around in Connecticut. Just saying. Yeah, hey, um, Cusano! Joe, his you Wikipedia know any Cusanos? Page, his Wikipedia page says he moved to L.A. in 1980. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Okay, so it was later than I even thought because he he had been doing some other recordings. Um, you know, I'm gonna yeah, try. He, I'm gonna try and with, uh, Laura Nero, and he worked with uh, Dan Hartman. Yes, yes. <gasps> there, oh, I love Laura Nero. There was oh, there was a song God. that he did with what? a producer that I'm gonna find. I need to find this on vinyl and transfer it to put it on the network for the Fourth of July. 
but he did this mm-hmm. wacky kind of novelty song for uh, the the bicentennial, uh, like Happy Birthday America or something like that. And I'm oh, going, wow. I'm going to track this song down and put it on the network. Um, you know, I, I, it's on YouTube. I'll I'll try and find it and share it for everybody later. But um, but yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> fun stuff. Fun stuff. Uh, I'm but, so dang old. No, you're not. This is terrible. I feel like it, like a gazillion years old. Because I looked, the guy is the same age as my husband, and then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm old too. I'm f <laughs> It's like, how did that happen? I was like, what the hell? The yeah, same way be- that Kenny and I got to be 46. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh, right. We man, are the same. That, we are almost the same exact age. You so. guys are my my bro. I was thinking my youngest brother. Uh, I'm 17 years older than him. So. Oh, <laughs> that's an oopsie. Huh? That was an oopsie. Um. Yeah. That he was a surprise because my sister's <laughs> nine years older than him. <laughs> I mean, and then there's five people in between that. I mean, yeah, I'm from a big family. Thank goodness. Oh, yeah. my goodness. But the kiss thing, holy cow. I, I would, you know, I hope I live long enough to see the day when people just don't give a shit about this stuff and just leave people be. Let them be who they want to be. You know, I, yeah. I hope I live long enough to see that day. Well, I hope that we get legislation I, that allows for that to happen. Yeah, well, we and, need to kick kick these jackasses that are, you know, in, out. Yeah, they but, but I will say, I will say it matters a whole lot less to people who are under the age of 40 than it does to people who are, like, say, 50 and older. Okay, I agree. hold on, I'm 50. Kind of, well, <laughs> well, I, well, I, I, I agree, because my brother is, um, I know what you're saying, Kat. doesn't care, and my yeah. kids don't. They don't. You know, I I actually... my age, my over 60 crowd, I'm in that crowd. They suck. I I had to think. I had to think today. Honestly, this this happened today. I had to think about if I was 46 or 47 today. So (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. You're too young to be doing that. So, uh, but no, Francie, when you said... When you said uh, su- surprise earlier, I-, I looked to see if I had a clip called surprise, and I found one, but it says farts surprise. Do you want me to play it for you? Yes. <laughs> All right, yes, let's see. Absolutely. I don't. I have no idea what it is. <laughs> no, wait. <laughs> Whoa. What the on the end of that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a surprise on the end of that one, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> that sounded like what Handy left behind when he ended his show. Oh, no, that was a, that was a, a tiny one. Yeah, yeah, just look. Yeah, I got my box, and my box got, one box got Whoopi, and yeah. one box got a toot. <laughs> a toot and a Whoopi. <laughs> I do like that one. Is, is Joe there? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Joe. 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 Yes. Hey, Joe. Guess hey. who's going to be on Sunday with you guys? Guess who? Uh, let me see. Uh, the Ed McMahon of the Tim Quarrel Show? You got it. All right. <laughs> Yahoo! For the new year. We have a oh. special report. The Clown Car oh, uh, Investigative Committee uh, went down into the uh, Secret Society. 
Uh-oh. Uh, oh, hey, nice. I want a Dakota ring, and then I'm in. And I think we should all spe- speak Igpay Attenway. That would would weigh eBay unfay. That'll everyday uchmay. That'll I'm sorry, unfuse K ump tray. <laughs> yeah. Aye. What is happening? Uh, of a of a horse <laughs> What? what? That'll is pay I'm, off a Aussie nase. Pay Adelaide is a airy vey um, anglage way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, so. I mangled that. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We we got to get to the Green News Report, Francie, but thanks for calling okay. in. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks. So. And I just want to say, P.S. Mueller, wherever you are, I'll always be your. I'm not going to say number one fan, but your biggest fan. Excellent. And I'll pass on. Yeah, I'll pass that on to him. Yeah, and I hope I see his cartoons, you know, on Facebook. Yeah, he he still he he basically said, you know, he doesn't really have time to do much else except post cartoons on Facebook. So he will be doing that. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So pass along the message that he's swell. We'll do. We'll do. All right. All right, Francie. Bye, everybody. Bye, Francie. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Love you. There. Oops. Sorry, France. Uh, But anyway, all right, let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. And uh, I'm sorry. Thank you for allowing us, uh, Joe and Rain, to to carry over the conversation about Kiss a little bit. (laughs) But uh, we'll we'll shift gears and get back into the the political talk after we do name-calling. And if anybody has any birthdays, please let us know in the chat. And uh, we'll get to that. So, uh, all right. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com It's Thursday, January 25, 2018. We have really reached a point of no return. Cape Town, South Africa is about to become the first major city to run out of water. We've decided to make France a model in the fight against climate change. At Davos, U.S. promotes oil and gas, while France pushes clean energy innovation. Trump's big infrastructure proposal will bypass major environmental laws. Plus, California City becomes the ninth to sue the fossil fuel industry for climate damages. Go California! All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We are now the number one oil and gas producing nation on the face of the earth. Yep. Thanks, Obama. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, Cape Town is about to run completely out of water? That's correct. Cape Town, South Africa is on the verge of completely running out of water due to an unrelenting extended drought, the worst in more than a century. Cape Town city officials say water rationing has not reduced demand enough. So this week, Cape Town Mayor Patricia DeLille moved up day zero. That's the date when water is expected to run out to April 12th. We have really reached a point of no return. We can no longer ask people to stop wasting water. We now have to force them to stop 
wasting water. When the water runs out, officials say they will deploy the police and the military to protect water distribution points for four million residents. Is this a picture of what we might be seeing elsewhere in the world in the coming years? Well, that is projected to happen with climate change. The World Resources Institute warned in its water risk report this week that 33 countries will face extremely high water stress by 2040, primarily located in the volatile Middle East. And the drought across South Africa is due in part to climate change that has altered weather patterns. According to another new study in the journal Nature Climate Change, even if the world succeeds in meeting the internationally agreed upon target of limiting global warming to no more than two degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, they still project that more than a quarter of the planet's land surface will become significantly drier overall. You're always nothing but good cheer, Tess. <laughs> well, here's some more not good cheer. Here in the U.S., E&E News reports that the Trump administration plans to accelerate its deregulation push in its upcoming infrastructure proposal. It'll be framed as saving private developers time and money, but the administration will propose to speed up the permitting process for large infrastructure projects by eliminating major environmental regulation requirements like the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act, the Endangered Species Act, and the National Environmental Policy Act. Those pesky laws again. A new Harvard study has found deep inequality in Americans' exposure to deadly air pollution. The researchers analyzed Medicare and Medicaid recipients and found that seniors on Medicare and low-income residents who qualify for Medicaid in the United States bear the brunt with a much higher risk of premature death due to air pollution, particularly in minority communities. And if this is based on Medicaid and Medicare numbers, I guess that means... It's costing taxpayers more money in those areas. Indeed it is. And as David Roberts of Vox notes, quote, rolling back air quality regulations does not reduce costs. It merely shifts the costs from industrialists to vulnerable populations. Of course it does. U.S. Energy Secretary Rick Perry was at the World Economic Forum this week, the annual gathering of world leaders in Davos, Switzerland. He was there to push advanced oil and gas drilling technology and U.S. fossil fuel exports. The United States is not just exporting energy. We're exporting freedom. Jesus, really? Yes, really. In contrast, French President Emmanuel Macron promoted his nation's transition to clean energy and its innovations in renewable energy technology as the key to global competitiveness. We've decided to make France a model in the fight against climate change. And that's, for me, a huge advantage in terms of attractiveness and competitiveness. Why? Because you can create a lot of jobs in such a strategy. Wow, France has realized that fighting for the environment is a great way to create jobs. Go figure. Finally, Richmond, California this week became the ninth U.S. city to sue the fossil fuel industry for damages caused by climate change, alleging that the fossil fuel companies knew their product would cause dangerous global warming, misled the public about it for decades, and therefore should be liable for billions of dollars in damages and repairs to its coastal infrastructure from rising sea levels along its 32 miles of shoreline. And Richmond should know how dangerous fossil fuels are. 
Isn't that where they had that huge Chevron refinery explosion just a few years ago? It is indeed. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. <laughs> no, wait. Whoa, no surprise on the end of that one, right? Yeah, so <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the show. I didn't have a honky drop for tonight, so what are you going to do? Uh, welcome back. Uh, joining us out of uh, the great, uh, 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 well, state of Virginia, but technically Washington, D.C., or technically, technically not, Bobber in D.C., uh, welcome back to the program. Thanks for sitting in for P.S. Mueller. Thanks for having me. And I do want to tell you, um, do not completely write off the Kiss Dynasty album, the disco album, because Ace Frehley did an amazing cover of 2000 Man by the Rolling Stones on that album. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you'll have to listen to that. I'll send, I'll send, uh, send you a video for it later. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. I am back. And uh, I don't have a Springsteen recommendation for you, but I do know you like Bruce Hornsby in the range, so that's good. Yes, well, that, we have a mutual friend. Yeah, that's, that's just the that's just the way it is. Some things will never change. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that is it. And really, really white. Thank you. <laughs> and of course, uh, Kat uh, from Columbus, Ohio, joining us for all three hours tonight. That was an awesome kiss conversation, Kat. That was really fun. So we got to do this again. It, it- absolutely was and i enjoy music of all sorts and i could talk about the music i love for hours and hours i know i know it's great and uh last but most certainly not least uh rain from four freedoms blog in washington dc the beltway bureau are you ready to do uh to be our girl friday and do some name calling i'm always ready to be your girl friday mr pick all right. Love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. I love biscuits. Have I mentioned that? Biscuit. 
So you got any biscuits for sale in there? So unlike Joe, who revealed to us his magical gift of reading names in reverse, I'm not doing that this week. <laughs> Can you, you want to do them in Pig Latin? No. No, I'm, I don't want to skne or whatever the hell. I don't Ixne no. on the Ig Latin pay. <laughs> so in tonight's chat room, we have Adam Hebert. We have Barbara DC. Hello, baby. Baby. Sexy man. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. We have Broke Hammer. We have Caitlin Chris. We have Francie. We have Jay Collie. We have Kat. We have Kenny Pick. We have Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. We have Living on Long Island. We have Marnus. Hello, Joe. Hey. You are, you are not in my basement because my no. dogs have not sniffed you out. No, I'm not there. I'm outside. What the hell? I'm in the, I'm in the street. That's awesome. <laughs> my neighbors are going to love window. that. I'm throwing rocks at your window. He's wearing bread bags, too. Bread bags. Yeah. <laughs> we have... We have Michelle in South Florida. We have Moon Mare. We have Nova Moonlight. We have Peter in San Francisco. Um, we have President. We have myself. We have Theo. We have Trojan Rabbit. And somebody dropped out. I hope I got to read their name before they left. Mm, I know Rocky Mountain Mike was here uh, before. He, Rocky Mountain Mike was yeah. here. I chastised, so, I, I chastised I, him and Stephanie Miller uh, yesterday on the Stephanie Miller I, show. We, yeah, I heard that. I did. <laughs> um, no, no, no but, ill will. Just, you know, there's certain things I don't think are funny. No, no, that's understandable. Uh, yeah, that's understandable, and I hope we can get to that, but I'd like to get to yeah. some birthday boners. Oh, yeah, yeah. So tomorrow is my little sister's birthday. And we have two women who I absolutely love who i don't know personally they're both of them are 60 today one is anita baker oh and the other is ellen degeneres oh and they're both the same Which, age yes that's so weird yes, i, I guess wasn't it's surprised just... about anita but ellen i was like what i asked I, bob oh. i was like can you double check that well, you know, I think so, I think what the surprise is is that Anita Baker she got started in showbiz. Uh, I think uh, it, it at least was very famous a lot earlier than Ellen was. So that's probably why it's kind of weird in our little pop culture brains, you know. Well, yeah, that's true. Oh, and Jay Collie said that it's Randy. I guess Randy Rhodes' birthday. Yeah, but I'm seeing that too. Most important thing is it's my sister Nissa's birthday oh happy birthday nissa so so for nissa for randy rhodes for anita baker and for ellen degeneres happy birthday this is your birthday song it doesn't last too long hey hey your birthday song it doesn't last too long You know, I should have counted those off. I'm sorry, I forgot. Thank this part. you, thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. I should have counted off the birthdays like Scaramucci and said first, happy birthday Anita <laughs> Baker. Second, happy birthday Ellen DeGeneres. Third, happy birthday Nissa. Third, happy birthday <laughs> uh, Randy Rhodes. There you go. Anyway. 
So, uh, so yeah. And if anybody wants to call the show, we'll we'll take some calls uh, now. Uh, we'll we'll save our news for the next segment. Uh, the number to call is three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six or three three zero Ken. The number one goo. <laughs> it's unfortunate, <laughs> but it is what it is. So yeah, I'll talk. Let me let let me talk real quick uh, about my call to Stephanie Miller yesterday because. Um, uh, you know, and I, I don't want to chastise Mike or Stephanie for reading the joke or anything like that, but he may, and I'm not going to repeat the joke because, you know, it, again, I think there are certain things you shouldn't, shouldn't joke about. And I, and there was a joke about the opioid crisis and, um, it, and it struck a chord with me because I had a friend 10 years ago uh, who worked with me when I was doing small press comic books, one of the artists and writers, uh, Cliff. Um, who died of a heroin overdose. Um, and then just within uh, about a week and a half, um, you, you guys hear me talk about my best friend Mort all the time. You know, I've known the man for, you know, him and his wife, I've known both for like 30 years. Um, maybe like 28. Um, but uh, uh, one of the bands um, that, uh, you know, because Mort is still very heavily involved in the music community. I'm, I'm kind of on the periphery, but um, in the Cleveland music scene. And, and there's a, a, a band that he recorded and one of the members, uh, their guitarist and basically chief songwriter and everything at the age of 25 just died from a heroin overdose. Um, and not only that, but, um, um, last year, maybe the year before uh, I work with a, a young guy, he's probably in his mid to late twenties. And he said, and I think he, he was from the graduate 2010 graduating class or something like that. 20, 2011. I don't know. He said, uh, 11 of his classmates have died from heroin or, you know, what's that drug they're putting in everything? Um, fentanyl. fentanyl? Yeah. Fentanyl. Fentanyl, yeah. they're putting that in cocaine and everything now. And, you know, um, and, and so, you know, they, you know, they made a joke about the opioid crisis and on the show. And, and I called in because, um, and we were supposed to go last night for this, but unfortunately Mort, uh, he found old information on, on the hours of operation for this, but there is, a. In Ohio, in Cat, I'm, I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but it's called Project Dawn. Yes. And Project Dawn, and uh, they basically will train you and give you a kit on how to basically save somebody's life if they're overdosing on, you know, these, you know, heroin or cocaine lace with whatever. If somebody's dying of an overdose, I, I forget the name of the drug. I don't have it in front of me. Um, it's, is it, um, naloxone, uh, naloxone. Thank you. Um, they basically give you this stuff. They train you on how to administer it. You have this kit and it in Mort, since he's really involved in the music community, he, you know, he wants to have this on him. He and his wife both want to have these kits and, you know, throw them in their guitar case or whatever. And it's always there. Me, I thought because I work for a music venue, um, maybe I get this training. I go into work and talk to my general manager and say, look, it didn't take long for this. You know, is there maybe a, a, some kind of incentive to maybe get people who work security in our venue 
to to go do this? You know, is it something the company could get on board with? Because the fucking GOP is not doing anything about it. And if there's a program like this in your state or your, you know, neck of the woods, whatever, isn't it worth just doing it just in case? You know? Yeah, I think I think Maryland is really big in making sure that private entities have this kind of training. I'm not sure about Virginia. I'm I'm not, but yeah. I think that's a great idea and you know, I got the joke, but I really love that you made the call. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it just, you know, because earlier that day, I just donated money right before that call. I, I, uh, before I heard the joke, I literally just donated money to, um, the, uh, the, the GoFundMe to release, uh, uh, this young man's music and give the rest of the money to his family who just have, you know, because apparently there's, there's a lot of music that they can release. And they set the goal low initially, and then Mort was like, "No, pump it up, and whatever we get aside from the money to to mass release this music, we'll we'll give to the family because you know that's that's a you know that's a, a monumental expense, you know." Um. So, can I ask you something yeah. about the opioid crisis and heroin? Because sure. I hear about it an awful lot. But it seems to me that the federal government, and this actually, I think, happened under Obama. Um, they they decided to like cut back on making sure that people could get their painkillers via oxycodone. And so, it, it, and my question is: is does it seem like because people can't get oxycodone that more people are turning to heroin and be. dying from that, or it is it just be. the oxycodone? It, I, I, well, I, I don't know. It, I mean, I hope that question made sense. Yeah. It does make sense, and this, it's it's. Cat, uh, go ahead. This is a huge problem here in Ohio. Ohio is second only to West Virginia as far as opioid deaths, and the county in the country that has the highest per capita incidence of opioid deaths is Montgomery County where Dayton is located. Um, And what it seems to be is a lot of people were being prescribed oxycodone for, and, um, and other uh, hydrocodones for, for, for pain that, Maybe they shouldn't have been uh, prescribed something that heavy. Maybe should have just been told, hey, you know, try to make do on over-the-counter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they were, it, it seems like what was happening was about a decade, decade and a half ago, because of the PharmaCorps um, and how they manipulate doctors into prescribing certain things. These were getting getting overprescribed in situations where maybe it wasn't necessary to go as as uh, um, uh. as hard as as that, and something that that was less addictive might have been better. But then once um, the FDA started trying to crack down on pill shopping from the people who were getting hooked 
and it became harder and harder to get the prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. They started to turn to street dealers, and okay. the That's street dealers, and the street dealers are cutting the heroin with fentanyl to kind of get more bang for their buck out of what they're getting into the country and making it stretch out and what it's doing is it's killing people because fentanyl it only takes a little bit of that stuff to kill you and i i just want to uh real quick rain and i'll pass it back to you in a second here but um uh, i posted the gofundme link i'll put it in the uh description the show description for the podcast for anybody listening on soundcloud or if you're listening on itunes go to um go to the you know just look for kenny pick soundcloud you'll find the show but it's a gofundme.com uh forward slash in honor of dan canaan um k-h-a-n-i-n dan canaan so if you just do gofundme dan canaan uh again it's like con con with an n at the end um uh you you can they've already surpassed the goal Thank you, Dad. I saw you posted. Uh, you you donated uh, right after I did. I uh, thank you very much for that. Um, and uh, it, you know, you don't have to give. If if you are able to give just a couple bucks, do it. Just you know, for the you know. Again, this is you know. I'm not I'm not trying to put pressure on anybody, but if if you can, you know, go donate a couple bucks. Um, but you know, the because his family again, 25 year old kid man this sucks and uh and so that's why you know because i really literally i i called uh, i i posted the link on my facebook page i was like i did post that before i called stephanie miller right and i looked and it's like yeah 10 25 a.m is when i posted it on my facebook page and i called at 11 30 so yeah. yeah so it was it was a little raw to, to hear a joke about that at that moment you know I mean, and you see and, the picture. And, and I don't think I don't think that the person who made the joke no, meant any harm no. or try to, you know, make this less serious. I, I do yeah. want to say that. I, but I'm really I, glad and, that and you again, called I'm not, in because I, I'm not trying to shame anybody. I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I think it's just nice to maybe think because it is it is an overwhelming problem in this country. It might not have affected you, and yeah, maybe it's a, just a wacky, goofy joke, whatever. But it, you know, it's affecting a lot of people. This yeah. I I did not know Dan Canaan. I didn't know him at all, but my best friend did, and my best friend got his heart ripped out. You know, because this is the third death he's had to endure this year, not from an overdose, but you know, um, he's he's had enough. Uh, and you know, and I'm trying to give him as much love and support through through you know this shitty beginning of a year to him, and so so I you know I just took a little umbrage to it. And again, I don't want to shame anybody. Just I'm just saying, have a little empathy about other people out there, you know? Yeah, and and Kenny, when when you called in about that, you know, I was thinking the same thing. That I mean, I know people are trying to be funny about about you know the the situation but you know it's it's just so tone deaf because right now the the places that are being hit the hardest are places that are predominantly rural white republican voting areas and 
to hear that on a liberal radio show sounds like it's making light of what's happening to these people who are Trump mm-hmm. voters. And this is the kind of thing that I pisses don't think that them was the off. Intent. Oh, well, I, no. I know that wasn't the intent. Yeah. But but it's if this ends up say on Newsbusters, you know, the it's like the liberals are making fun of us again. Yeah. And you know, it, it just leaves a bad taste. But I, I say the I get the, what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. I I'm not I don't I'm not that worried about Newsbusters personally. I I was glad that it was called out without the intent to shame. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it kind of goes back to, if you want to go back like 10 years ago, when we used to say man Coulter. Yeah. You know, at a certain point, people came in and said, this is something we shouldn't joke about anymore. And Kat was, hello. I know. Honestly, that's why I brought it up, Kat. I'm I'm really glad you did. I'm really glad you did because... I, you know, I was guilty of being tone deaf because I was making the bit in sending it to Stephanie Miller, you know, uh, you, you know, using her words and, you know, she's a man, baby, you know, from Moss and Powers and all that shit, you know, and, and she um, doesn't do that anymore. And it took and it took my friendship with Kat to have a, a, a greater understanding of, of, you know, how, uh, you know, that's just unnecessarily cruel, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's, and the point that I'm trying to make analogy. is that we, we need to figure out when it's time to put some things on the shelf and say, let's use that for the history books. Mm. The one thing we can joke about though, that's going to kill us all is the doomsday clock. Joke about that all you want. Because all we're going to be left with is gallows it's humor. Kill us anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, let all the rich people live in their underground bunker when we're all shadows on the wall. So <laughs> we will haunt um, them. Yes, we will haunt those motherfuckers. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, w- let's go to break a little bit early, and then we're going to open it up. And Joe and Bobber, I'm sorry, we'll drag you guys in, kicking and screaming, and uh, you guys can help carry the show while I write down Mad Libs. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but uh, but unless unless either, uh, well, no, let, uh, Joe, give it, give us your thoughts on this too, on uh, uh, the the idea of these kind of jokes or just the opioid crisis in general, what have you? Yeah, I think there's a fine line and I think, uh, you're right to call them on it. I, uh, th- that's it. I mean, I mean, it touches, uh, too many people, uh, in the worst way. And I, I don't think it is something to be, be kidding about. Yeah. Uh, I always it's like, try. It's like to, cancer to, jokes to, to me. Cause my mom's a breast cancer yeah. survivor, you know? Right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have a right, very close friend going through a very difficult cancer treatment. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not funny. You know, it's not funny. I mean, um, it's like Kat said, you know, like even the Ann Coulter jokes, uh, I try to stay away from those because those are not, um, they're not funny to certain people and, uh, they're just not funny. Um, we have other ways to, we can make fun of her or in many other ways. We don't need to do that. We yeah, can talk about, about her hair. We can talk about how kind and loving she is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, then throw up in her mouth a little bit. What's right. that? I said, and then throw up in her mouth a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> sure. See, or, there's something we could talk about. Ann Coulter puke. That is mm. the most disgusting diet drink ever. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Is it worse than going. is it worse than Trump shark juice? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> Freshly Ooh. fresh squeezed shark juice. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, Bob or any other thoughts on on this topic before we uh, hit the break? Um, not really. I you know I don't really listen to Stephanie Miller much anymore because it yeah. sort of interferes with my ability to think while I'm working. True, um, true. It just it's too distracting. Um, so I didn't I didn't hear the joke. I didn't hear your call. I, I, I'm just kind of going by what you guys are talking about right yeah. now. Um, it was just but, a dumb uh, it, yeah. It was just a dumb pun basically. So, but um, I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Yeah, there you go. It's it's just it's the sort of thing. Yeah, there's. Humor at somebody else's expense, you know, even if it's the, the theoretical person's, just not a good good choice. Yeah, yeah. Punch up, punch up. Uh, that's uh, what uh, I think. How Sparks always says, "Punch up, don't punch down." Um, and um, and yeah. So anyway, all right. Good conversation, everybody. Uh, thank you. Uh, and yeah, we'll we'll take calls in the next segment too. Uh, we'll get uh, through the rest of our other news. I'll let everybody else run. If there's a news story you want to talk about when we come back, we'll go alphabetically and uh, and uh, we'll start with Bobber, go to Joe and Cat and Rain and and I'll fill in Mad Libs for everyone. <laughs> so hang tight. We'll be right back with uh, the final hour of this weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick right after this. Friends, here's some exciting news. Everybody! You can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for rockin' more! This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with 
swirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And look at this. Bobber is our new uh, um, uh, per- temporary permanent co-host. <laughs> uh, Bobber in Washington, D.C. joining us uh, while uh, P.S. Mueller takes uh, some uh, much-needed time off. Uh, thank you again, Bobber. I appreciate you hanging out with us. Sure. And, of course. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad to glad to have you with us, uh, and of course, Cat, uh, uh, my sister from another Mister in Columbus, Ohio, joining us on this special occasion. That was a, a again awesome conversation about Kiss. <laughs> I know I feel, I feel so bad for everybody else, but but it was really fun. It's, it was fun, and anytime you want to talk music, I'm willing to do it. Oh, we, yeah, we, we got to do something. Yeah, that, that'll be fun. We'll, we'll, we'll make it make it happen. But you know what? We are um, uh, tentatively, the, the plan right now is to record um, uh, a special with me, Bobber, uh, uh, Lee, uh, Clinster, and uh, my friend um, uh, oh my god, Brain Your fart. Friend. My friend, uh, uh, oh, Justin, Justin, yeah, I think Justin on, uh, uh, oh, god, I can't believe I, I'm forgetting his name right now. I'm a dick. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm, such I'm an sorry, asshole. I'm laughing. I do that so, all the time. He's yeah, my best um, friend, and his name no, is. No, he's not my best Luke. friend. He's not my best friend. We've just been <laughs> Facebook friends forever, and he, he happens to be a musician. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so in anyway, and Mort actually might be joining too. I'm trying to get Mort on, um, in studio, uh, and we're going to do a musician's round table and talk about songwriting gear, um, you know, just all, all, you know, favorite gigs, things like that, uh, you know, inspirations and whatnot. And we're going to, we're going to do a, yeah. a special podcast like we do our, our cooking shows and stuff like that. It'll, it'll be fun. Can I just make a suggestion? Yeah. It seems like it's something you could do once a month, like the David Letterman specials. Mm. On yeah, Netflix. yeah. Well, no, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking is doing monthly specials, monthly podcast specials, like two hour specials. So we could get together, uh, you know, and do a different one. And you know, Cat and I could, you know, recruit some other people to come on and talk about music, and you know, come up with a theme each time. I think that would be fun uh, because we yeah, need. Yeah, I'm need... not much of it. Uh, sorry. <laughs> No, I'm just saying we need escapism in these times, and you know yeah. we're not going to oh. abandon what we're doing here. But you know we can we can keep doing more interesting stuff on other topics other than Fat Donnie. Yeah, but um, what I was going to say is I'm not much of an instrumentalist. I'm not much of a songwriter, but my training is more in the vocal end. So this I did not know. That's awesome. So. Yep. Um, but, uh, and of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. You've been known to sing a time or two. I have, uh, you don't want me to, <laughs> but what was it? No, <laughs> seriously. So you, much confidence. What there. was that song? What was that song you did for, uh, Tim's show, uh, last year? <laughs> oh, that was the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> that yes. was awesome. That I is a that. challenge. I love that. Uh, yeah, it was. Joe, that's a challenge, Joe. Uh, not the way I wrote it. <laughs> oh, it was good. It was good. 
And uh, but yeah, so uh, welcome back, Joe. And uh, and and last but not least, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog. Should we should we talk a little bit, Rain, about uh, what uh, we're working on? I, we, yeah, we can talk about it. I, I think it would yes, because we can talk about it. We should talk about it. Uh, I don't so, know if, if we're ready to put it out there. Um, we'll, 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 we've got yeah. two sisters that need to put in their input. Yes, yes, this is true. So we um, recorded uh, a test run podcast on uh, Wednesday uh, with the Sues. Heidi, uh, Heidi, uh, I won't. I, I don't think I'll say her last name. I don't think it's necessary. Uh, but uh, Rain's good friend Heidi from Facebook, um, and you've met before and everything. And Rain, I've known Heidi on Facebook for about probably eight or nine years. Same. That's about the same time, same length. I've known you and Bobber. Um, yeah. And Cat. Um, um, Joe only. Well, I guess Joe. We've we've known each other for about four years, three years, three or four years on Facebook. But um, it's not time; it's but, quality. But uh, the 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 uh, there's a show that we are working on. It's a pod pre-recorded podcast that will be slotted on uh, Thursdays. Is is what I'm looking at. Um, and maybe Saturdays too. Uh, like do two plays, and it's called Resistor Sisters. I am part of the show only temporary until uh, temporarily until things get off the ground. Um, I'm just kind of the coach on, you know, mainly because Susan is producing and when, I'm when, when he says coach, he's not like Larry Nasser. He is a good coach. <laughs> um, but we, well, <laughs> there, there are things that he did uh, that I can do consensually. Um, but that's, uh, that's, that's a topic for another, not a show. <laughs> uh, that's a topic but, that should never be discussed. Here's, here's so, the thing. Not here. We're, we're, we're putting the show together. We're working it out. We're trying to get, we're, tr we're working it out. Like last, last Wednesday, we did our first kind of soft launch, which isn't aired yet, and I don't know if I, it's up to it's up to Sue and Heidi. I've made it really clear. I'm just kind of the wingman, or wing well, yeah, woman, or wing yeah. person. And, and this um, the the biggest most important thing about this is it's called Resistor Sisters, and it's an all female show. Yes. Um. You know, I I you know of I did a couple Trump impressions and you know stuff like that. But I you know Kenny, you're an honorary female. Well, sure. <laughs> thank you. I'm a feminist, and but no. So so we're working on d developing segments uh, for the show. Um. Uh. I mean the royal we, and it's it's mostly Susan, Rain, and Heidi right now, uh, working on this stuff. And um, we do have a podcast. And if the audience wants to hear it. After the show tonight, because Susan's okay with running it, Heidi I think is okay with running it. Okay, I'll, I'll do then, a I'll, then... I'll do a one time run and do the the inaugural podcast tonight. Because um, I I called it episode one question mark. Uh, well, so... <laughs> that's an important thing. That's yeah. an important thing because um, we're all still really getting to know each other. And we're all still getting to kind of find our rhythm. But there were some this really funny, there were some very informative and very funny moments in that. Because I edited the podcast. And, he did. Um, Kenny did. And it was awesome. Because so. in the middle, I was like, okay, I, I need to do some coaching. 
Yeah. You know, I was bossy. Well, we cut the coaching out, and it's, you know, because that's the beauty of doing a, a pre-tape podcast is, you know, you, you cut out the, the direction, the coaching, because I did the same thing. I was like, no, the orange button. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I don't want to spend too much time on this, but this if, our, if the audience... Time. If, if our audience wants to hear it tonight after Turn Up the Night, I will cue it up and I will I will play it. Yeah, it's up to you guys. So. But yeah, wasn't this Sue's first time like behind the boards in such a big way? It, yeah, I mean she she has been she she has edited audio for me in the past. Uh, uh, you know I've I've shown her uh, how to upload stuff. Uh, you know upload podcasts. Cut audio, records, uh, you know, uh, w- you know, with audacity. She knows how to, you know, you know, do all that. It was the first time, basically, with her working with the audio cart for the most part. So yeah. that was, you know, and it's not a real audio heavy show at the moment, but uh, but yeah. So down the road, you know, Cat, um, Caitlin, Chris, uh, you know, when Janet's better, Janet, Moonmare, uh, Caitlin. Uh, did I say Caitlin? Caitlin, Chris already. You um, did. I'm yeah. sorry. We're gonna be uh, looking forward to have guests. Uh, but yeah, of course, like, and of course, is, Michelle. This is a little. Know? This is an egg. Yeah, this is an. It's egg. like it's like you just have a Twitter account and there's just an egg there. So that's yeah, where we, we are right the, now. Do we even have the Twitter account yet? Because uh, we can't find I the right email. I told you, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. It's. it's it, don't, it, 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 believe we're, me, we're getting I, there. We're getting there. I didn't have I'm a Twitter account on, when I'm this show started. On some graphics yeah. for the website. Yeah. 10 years ago wasn't and uh, yeah so that this is happening and then you're thinking about having a segment all yeah. email show on indie media weekly and it's not on it, yeah women. and you were also thinking about having a segment called one of the good ones where you have some of us yeah, we'll guys you know at some point so you know it's no, not it's not right. gonna that exclude. is that is yeah i was being flippant but yeah i know. do want to have a segment called one of the good ones where you know yeah, there are a lot of really good male people out there who deserve to be lifted up. I think three of us um, are holding up our hands right now. So, <laughs> um, like I said, this is yeah. the first episode. It's, yeah, no, it's, no judgments. No judgments. It's growing. So, no, it, no, there's no it, judgments. It's pretty but damn it's good. Growing. It's pretty. It's a pretty damn solid podcast. It's about an hour and a half. So basically, I'll queue it up for when this show is done, and then the, the night show will start right after that. So uh, we'll preempt that a little bit. It'll be fine. So yeah, we're we're gonna do it tonight. Um, uh, you know, and and uh, I hope people can stick around. It's got an awesome opening. It, it goes something like this: Resistor Sisters, destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. See, that's intense. So, <laughs> wow. it is. It is still a work in progress. Yeah, I it really want to say that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's bring this back around because, as promised, I, I want to let. Uh, and, I, and I do have audio in, in in case anybody wants to talk about any particular stories. I do have a little bit more audio, um, uh, regarding the secret society. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but no i figure we'll 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 turn this over to to everybody alphabetically as promised bobber is there uh is there anything you want to uh bring up any any new stories that have caught your eye today uh there's one that i I, that it's just it's it's perfect for the show because it's it's political but it's also hilarious um and that's uh regarding the smithsonian 
Oh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Guggenheim. Yeah. For, for, oh, is it the Guggenheim? Yes. yes. Oh, I just screwed that up completely, didn't I? No, you didn't. No, Keep going. Sorry, I should have put It's a museum. It's a museum. Yeah, so uh, the Guggenheim, you know, like, like any other museum, uh, you know, they got their, their art that they display. They got art that they keep in the back and they rotate through. But uh, so the Trumps, with, with all the hubris that they have, asked if they could borrow a Van Gogh to hang in their private, be- private quarters. Because, you know. Gross. Why not? As why not? you do. <laughs> because, you know, they, they, they deserve it, right? They're, they're you know, upper class. They're the, the elite. Uh, <laughs> you know, they want to, they, they, they want to enjoy the, the, the spoils of, of being rich without actually being rich. Um, and the Guggenheim said, um, no, but we do have this 24 karat gold toilet that would just be perfect for you. <laughs> Fat Donnie would wreck it, that thing. It, <laughs> so when he shits a gold brick, I mean, you know, it'll just blend in with the with the uh, commode. And it's, if you've ever seen pictures of his uh, his place there in Trump Tower in New York City, it would it wouldn't be out of place. Yeah, He'd probably. Mi- he probably misses all that gold brocade and and uh, you know statuary. <laughs> My favorite part and... of that story, though, was that that golden toilet was actually on display at the Guggenheim in mm-hmm. a public restroom. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. would make a germaphobe really nervous about receiving it. <laughs> I mean, it was it was it, and the display that the you know the art in, installation, as it were was called america and it was meant to 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 show the excesses of the one percent they offered that up to them <laughs> i think it's brilliant i mean the, God. the expert level trolling yes <laughs> wow that that was brilliant but yeah you're they're not going to want that fucking thing back if if they give it to trump <laughs> no wait <laughs> <laughs> no Whoa! Real surprised on the end of that oh. one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez! Just flush, way of flush. Yeah, really. So, uh, but yeah, thank you for bringing that up uh, because I know Zelda, 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 Mick Gregor. She was uh, tweeting me. I'm like, or she was texting me last night. She's like, okay, can we talk about this golden toilet thing? And I'm like, well, I'm 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 doing show prep right now, <laughs> and uh, but I'll I'll give her the you know the Zelda McGregor. Uh, and and at one point I was like, I'm just she kept texting me and I was like, I'm just gonna put my phone in the other room. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, but no, I love you, Zelda. But I just didn't have time. I was so busy uh, because I was also editing Sister Resistors as well. So, uh, you are a man among men. I'm just, I've been really busy this week. So, uh, you know, it, it's been bonkers. Um, so, uh, uh, all right. So, um, Joe, yeah, alphabetically, you. uh, uh it, it would, what story would you like to talk about tonight? Oh, <laughs> do you remember, uh, Hawaii had a little glitch la- a couple weeks ago? I do. Okay. Uh, you know, they, guy pushed the wrong button at the end of his shift mm-hmm. and 
told everybody they were going to die yes. in 30 minutes. Yeah. Less than two. Well, well, a little more than two minutes to midnight. Yeah. <laughs> well, you remember it took, what, like 38 minutes for them to correct that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know why? Why is that? Because the governor of Hawaii lost his password to his Twitter account. Oh, you dumb dick. Yes. <laughs> you dumb dick. You. <laughs> oh, oh my. I saw God. that story earlier today. I about lost my mind. I am oh. thinking all those people explaining to their children that they were going to die. Oh. <laughs> and that life just isn't fair like that, but that's what's going to happen. Oh my because God. Because this asshole didn't have the password. Stupid people are ruining America. Yeah, Twitter account. So that that kind of begs the question for me: Why does why would would he need a Twitter account to deal with this? Aren't well, there more official channels to go through? Yeah, apparently he was supposed to be the first to respond and put out on Twitter on the official governor's thing that you know this was a mistake, and he knew right away. He knew within five minutes, you know, that he could have put that out, except he couldn't find his password. Oh, maybe we shouldn't rely on Twitter that much. Yeah, that just seems that seems sketchy to me. Yeah, Government like, not, not, I mean, not not the story, but just the the, I whole, know, the, whole, the whole process. I mean, right, come on, you're relying on Twitter to yeah, get the, yeah. to get the information out, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> not Hawaii.gov. Well, and on top of that, didn't everybody get the warnings either through uh, sirens or text messages or yeah. something like that? Yeah. The sirens wow. didn't work, from what I understood. Text yeah. messages were the were the main. Yeah, I, I actually. So, so if you can send a text to everybody on the islands saying that bombs are on their way, why wouldn't you just follow that up with an "oops, false alarm" text? Yeah. I think uh, we need to workshop. I don't this. think they had one. Yeah, well, yeah, they should. First of all, you should keep a list of your passwords handy. Well, I, I actually have audio from the uh, the the governor here. Uh, he, he's they were like, you you need to get on the internet and you know uh, log into your Twitter account and fix this. And and he said, okay, quick question. The internet, that's the one with email, right? Yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) that's about it. (laughs) Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. So, uh, all right, anything else you want to add to that, Joe? Before we, uh, no, no. just like I do, like Kat, I I almost fell off my chair when I read that. Oh, my God, (laughs) it's just amazing. So, Kat, uh, what would you like to discuss? Well, okay. I I know that I mentioned to you something that was breaking news this afternoon when we were talking about Kiss, that the right wing was going to go apoplectic over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, and I'm going to have something to tack on to this at the end. So apparently in 2008, Hillary Clinton had an advisor to her campaign, you know, the one that failed to win the nomination. Mm -hmm. And the advisor was her advisor for faith-based projects, I think it was. And apparently he was being um, (coughs) 
rather aggressive in pursuing a younger member of the campaign staff. And the campaign manager, which I think would have been Mark Penn, approached Hillary. No, no, it wasn't. It was... um I'm sorry to interrupt you. It was it was a woman. It was oh god, I can't remember her name. It wasn't okay. Mark Pence. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll find I, the name. I, I hadn't heard who it was. All I had heard was a campaign chair, and I assumed that it was Mark Pence. So um so anyway, this um higher up in because the Because seriously, Mark Penn would be like, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Approached uh, approached Hillary Clinton and said, I really think you should fire this guy. But because it was apparently somebody who was a long time um, faith advisor to, to her and was in charge of the faith-based projects part of the campaign, she decided to reassign the staffer to another part of the campaign and ask this guy to go to like a harassment workshop or something like that. So the right wing was like just going crazy about this during the mid afternoon on Twitter. Oh, you know that, that Hillary Clinton is so feminist that she didn't even believe her own staffer and kept this guy on her campaign. And isn't that just so awful? Well, come, come about, Five, six o'clock this evening, news broke that Steve Wynn, casino owner, major contributor to Republican candidates. Yeah, well, he was a a senior official. He was a senior official in the RNC, right? And also, he's he's a man what's made of beef jerky. But he he has been (laughs) accused of um sexual harassment, sexual assault and other problems. Now, you would think given how concerned the Republicans were that all of these Democrats who took money from Harvey Weinstein Thank would get you. back that they would all be pouring their Steve Wynn cash into charities for women's issues or giving the money back to Steve Wynn. But all you're hearing from the GOP are crickets. Yeah, you would think that the head of the RNC who called that woman, uh, that Romney's daughter, I'm not sure, but um, you would think that you would hear her calling for her party to give all the money that Steve Wynn raised for the party to give it back to individual donors. This is, I'm glad you brought this up, Kat. I'm, I'm pissed about this. Yeah. Because this guy, Steve Wynn, is the political equivalent of Harvey Weinstein. True. No less, oh. no less. There are stories out there where women had, they had kind of chains to say, this is how you get, this is how you avoid going to his office. Yeah, kind of, kind of the same way that actresses were sharing information about. Yeah, if Harvey says he wants to uh, meet with you up in his room, yes, make sure you're taking somebody with you. Yes, it's 
not even kinda, it's just like that. And I can't believe for a minute that the Republican Party didn't know about this. I don't need... I, he, he was their chief financial officer. He still is to this C- moment. Of CFO! This hour. Motherfuckers? Yes. Yep. Yeah. He and is, also, he, here it he's... Here 929 on our hour of the GNC or the GOP Lord. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's also made of beef jerky. If you look at pictures of him, he is oh, made yeah. he's made out of beef jerky wrapped in um I don't know, damp uh, he's, tissue he's, paper. He's he's in the advertisement for <laughs> not overdoing the Botox and the tanning. Jesus God. Yeah, you're right. All right, um so uh, uh we, we got to get going to the break, but before we do rain, was there any um any story you wanted to talk about? No, it was that story right there. Oh, okay, good, good. I'm sorry, so, right there. No, no, no that's don't, good. Don't that's good. Don't apologize, Cat. But yeah, it wasn't. Please don't. It wasn't Mark Penn. It was Patty yeah. Solis doing. Ah, okay. There you go. I, I didn't mean to like jump in and be like, yeah. no, it wasn't Mark Penn because I do believe in my heart of hearts, Mark Penn mm-hmm. would not have said anything. And 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 one quick thing about this is that when that campaign ten years ago. And I'm not excusing any of this. No. That campaign 10 years ago found out about this. 10 years ago, they said he needs to go get counseling. Because that was the way things done were that, you know, that we've come a long way. So I'm not pissed at Hillary Clinton. This was her faith counselor. And so she had faith in him for what it's worth. But they, they, they moved the woman. They didn't fire the woman. 10 years ago that's a big thing well well not only that but you know this is you know my comment to kenny was you know go figure another fundy that's doing the do as i say not as i do yes because you know let's let's think about what Tony Perkins had to say this week about Stormy Daniels. And and here's, well, and here's yeah, the thing. That's going the, going right in going right into that. This is why when I heard Andrea Mitchell and a whole bunch of people on Twitter and in other news, you know, I heard people saying that this is going to hurt the Dems in twenty twenty. And all I could think of was fuck y'all. You yeah. Well, Andrea Mitchell look. Wait, wait, wait. You need to take a good look in your own backyard because you got a guy who's in office who said you grab him by the pussy. Yeah. Right. And and you the know. Clinton campaign, the Clinton campaign for for good or bad and I'm not defending it. Right. Did something. Yeah. yeah. None of these guys in office right now Trump in, never in got the sent RNC, to counseling. They don't they haven't done anything. And I think right. that was like kind of the thing I wanted to just go off about because yeah. I, I'm sorry. You, you, don't don't tell me to clean my backyard when yours is filled with yeah corpses. Well, yes. and, and like I said to Kenny, you know, this is this is why even as much as people hated seeing Al Franken go, why the Dems were absolutely right to do it yes. to prove that we're serious about this stuff. Exactly. All right. And on that note, uh, we do have to run to the break, but great, great conversation about that. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the super secret, scary society of super villains. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, whatever. It's fake. Fake news, all y'all. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, run to the break. We'll talk about the Secret Society, do some Mad Libs, and stick around for the premiere of the inaugural, well, practice. We'll say a practice podcast of Resistor Sisters, destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. Stick around. We'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan. I am Miles Lagan. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Heber. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower.
Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Columbus. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Dose times. Welcome back to the show. And uh, I would like to introduce the official meeting of the Secret Soros Society of Supervillains. <laughs> we will destroy the Trump cult with our death ray. <laughs> yeah. Skeletor? So. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of leaned into Skeletor a little bit for that voice, but I, <laughs> okay. I tried, I tried not to go. You, you boob, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you middling kids. I'll get I you, he man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. If it wasn't for you kids and that stupid <laughs> fucking dog of yours, I would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> Wait, that was. A, I don't think they said fucking Scooby Doo. Uh, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Well. So let's. They, they, were, they, were, they were all smoking weed. They were pretty mellow. They they were all doped up on the weed. <laughs> the uh, weed. That was the indoctrination process to become a libtard. Sorry. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll, I'll be sort uh, uh, Skelosaurus. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a, like a skeleton dinosaur or something. Yeah, you, you, know, you know, you know what really got you know what really got me to love uh, Skeletor and He Man all over again is when the guy used to go to the rallies in DC dressed as Skeletor, holding up this sign with He Man's face with a Hitler mustache that said "fascist" on it. <laughs> when Obama was president. <laughs> Oh, that is art. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, we, we should we, we got to get to the secret society nonsense real quick. I, I just have a couple of clips I want to play. But Senator Senator Ron Johnson, we will crush him with our secret society. Did you get your Dakota rings? And Theo said he wanted credit for Dakota rings, even if everybody else came up with the same idea at the same time. Theo, credit is all yours, my brother. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and remember to drink your Ovaltine. Um, <laughs> but uh, be sure to drink your. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. You fool! You fell from my trap. Um. So, uh, yeah. Here's Senator <laughs> Senator Ron Johnson with Brett Baer the other day talking about the two uh, the the texts that were sent between uh, the FBI lawyer Lisa Page and, uh, to Agent uh, Matt uh, Strock. I don't know if if it's it's pronounced Strock or not because it's S T R Z O K. I, I'm assuming it's Strock or Stizrock or whatever. Uh, but uh, Joe, can you say that backwards for me, please? So, <laughs> <laughs> because cause just, uh, yeah. It's so like, it's like hawking a loogie in reverse. It is. Ha <laughs> yeah. ha! Let's do it. Um, <laughs> it, that will piss off the Trump cult. 
Uh, <laughs> so Jesus uh, lies. <laughs> Jesus is lies. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, play Senator Ron Johnson talking to Brett Bear about these tweets. Oh, it's time for our secret society meeting. It's a dumb joke. And God forbid somebody who works for the government expresses their opinion about who they voted for to their lover. <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, so so this is Senator Ron Johnson with Brett Bear, you know, j- drumming up oh the the secret society, oh the secret society. It's not a secret anymore. They've blown our cover. So uh, here we go. What this is all about is further evidence of corruption, more than bias, but corruption at the highest levels of the FBI and that secret society. We have have an informant that's talking about a a group that were holding secret meetings off-site. There's so much smoke here. There's so much suspicion. Let's let's stop there. A secret society, secret meetings off-site of the Justice Department. Correct. And you have an informant saying that. Yes. Is there anything more about that? No, we have to dig into it. That's that's. This is not a distraction. Again, this is this is bias, potentially corruption at the highest levels of the FBI that is now investigating. And now there's. And, and by the way, uh, Robert Mueller used to run the FBI. Uh, he is in no position to do an investigation over this kind of misconduct. So I think at this point in time, we probably should be looking at a special counsel to undertake this investigation. But Congress is going to have to continue to dig. Wow, that sounds like you know uh, that sounds I very serious. That, Here, dig. I think that we should name James Comey as the special counsel to investigate the secret society. Oh, oh. God damn it! That is like four level, four dimensional shit. Yeah, is what that is. <laughs> I, I want to know who his sources within the agency were. Some freaking invisible gnomes only he can see. Uh, um, yeah, it was the Travelocity yeah. gnome. Sure, <laughs> I, I think you're on to something there. Um, I have a big chuckle, everybody, but on Sunday, the cl- the clown car, oh my god, is going to reveal the secret society. The secret society will crush you all. Uh, so we went underground. We is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Yeah, and we went underground what, and we found happened? out. What oh, we found it. You found it. Yeah, good. We, f- we so. found it. It's a little teaser. It's in the basement oh. of a ping pong pizza. Pizzeria. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, there you go. There it is. Hot damn. You must have seen the same tweets I did then, Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Tweets? No. Fuck the retweets. Pizzagate. Pizza game. All right, all right. So here's 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 some follow up. I love this audio. I love this audio so much. Allison Camaroto, ha- uh, Camaroto, Camaroto, you fool. Um, uh, uh, she had Representative Jim Himes, a Democrat from Connecticut, on to talk about Senator Ron Johnson, Republican from Wisconsin. Pete, he's not doing you proud. Um, uh, on the secret society. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so this is uh, this is what uh, this is great because in the beginning of the clip, there's some follow up with um, uh, Manu Raju uh, talking to Ron Ron Johnson, saying, uh, "So, do you still really think this is true, or do you think it's a joke?" There's, uh, but yeah, listen to this. So there's a little <laughs> bit. Uh, 
it, it's it's funny. There's like you know there's and later that day you know kind of like with Hannity. But here you go. I can't ignore these texts. I can't ignore this unvarnished narrative from two individuals very high up in the FBI that have contact with the director and Andy McCabe and Bill Priestap. Uh, I have some very serious concerns. American public should have some very serious concerns. This text message seems to be a comment about secret society was in jest. Do you agree that it appears to be it was in jest? It's a real possibility. <laughs> From the existence yes. of some so-called subversive secret society to yesterday. Yes, subversive. It was a joke. Soros. What is Senator Ron Johnson doing? Uh, Ron Johnson is doing uh, what Devin Dunes has been doing, what so many, uh, sadly, Republican members of Congress have been doing, which is seizing on rumor, seizing on uh, fantasy to create doubt around the integrity of the FBI. And it's a really sad thing to say. You know, it, when 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 uh, right wing radio hosts do this, it's one thing. But when United States senators and United States congressmen sacrifice their integrity and their legacy, you know, Ron Johnson will be reminded of that moment 20 years from now. When he's <laughs> Seized on one rumor of a of a text that might have mentioned a secret society to allege you didn't play the clip to allege that there was corruption at the highest levels of the FBI. You have traded your integrity for the sugar high of you know a moment on Fox supporting a president, uh, a president by the way who would stab you in the back if he had the opportunity. So- oh, you fell right enough, uh, right into a trap, you fool! Your putty in my hands. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I want to say uh, it's all part of. Of his Trump cult fantasy. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. But yeah. A sugar I, high. Ah, yeah, man. Ah, man. Did that. Ah, man. He yeah. said he had an informant. Ah, man. Oh, yeah. He had an informant. An informant, yeah. of course. But yeah, Jim Himes. Well, where was he? Where is he? That was great. Congress Nobody asked that. Where is he? Yeah. Um, nope. Did he lose him? He not, lost him. Nope, he, he not, got not under the toilet. <laughs> Something is, is it under there? The, the drugs <laughs> wore off. Yeah, they, they, I really think that's a good did. question. And I know that things happen so fast these days that you mm. can't follow up with that. But where was his informant? Because I think his informant was when he took <laughs> a crap and held it in his hands. Wow, <laughs> oh. well, yeah. In other words, there was no informant. Somebody told him to say that. Yeah. And then they were oh. like, do you know what you just said? Do you even know what you just said? <gasps> oh, great Odin's raven. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, the, the next day they were asking about him. He's like, yeah, yeah, that might have not been true. It might have just been a joke. Oh, oh. yes. You fool. You, bu- you, you buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> you boo! But I'm concerned about the informant because he was there, and then it's he disappeared. Really, it's really insane. I would, go? I the really informant was me all along, like, you fool! <laughs> Where is your did, informant? Did he have a family? Johnson? Did he? Did the informant have a family? Do they miss him? He was, jo- he was there <laughs> one day. It was He's George gone. Soros in disguise all along, you Sh- fool! Should we call the? Should we call the police? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is maybe. Just so dumb. It, it really and is dangerous, dumb. and bothersome. Yeah. These are senators. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Wisconsin right. has given us, you know, cheese hats. Paul Ryan, Scott Walker, <gasps> Badgers, Badgers. Did you say Skeletor? 
Skeletors, welcome from Wisconsin. Thank Hello. you, Wisconsin. Thanks you a lot. Buff, yeah. You boobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so we're we're gonna we're gonna have to leave it there in the immortal wolf, words of Wolf Blitzer, so we can do some epic Mad Libs tonight. We're digging in back into cat mad libs, everybody. Here, kitty kitty. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad libs. Oh, God bless mad libs. Oh, indeed. Thank you to our chat room for giving me a plethora of words to use in this. You fools, you fell right into my trap. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but do they uh, have a source? Do they? They might. They might. Do they it's have funny a source? How source and Soros sound so similar. Oh my god, oh my you were so right, Bobber. I was just thinking the same thing. You fools. Um Fell <laughs> <laughs> into my Soros. My Soros trap! My Soros talk. ray will shrink your mind into <laughs> I don't talk, know. talk directly into my Soros. Right into the Soros. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Bobber, we're going to go alphabetically. Um, I need the name of an animal, please. A name of an animal. Um, what kind platypus. of animal? Ooh, a platypus. God's leftovers. So <laughs> it is. Yeah, my mom always used to say that uh, a platypus was God's leftovers, even though she wasn't that religious. Um, All right, Joe Santorza, a place, sir? Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> Viva. All right. Um, not, a, not, a, not an Elvis fan. Cat, I uh, need the name of a Republican, conservative, whatever, male individual. Steve Wynn. Oh, I knew that was coming. Oh, I knew that was coming. Steve Wynn? Yes. Yeah. All right. And um, Rain, I need a verb ending in ing. Winning. Win. <laughs> wow, winning. <laughs> I don't have time to queue up uh, drops right now. Uh, you can spell it W Y N N I N G. Okay, I certainly did. Uh, <laughs> Bobber, a conservative male. Once again, Lindsey Graham. Do you want uh, Lindsey Beauregard Graham or just? Yeah, Lindsey Beauregard Graham. Miss Lindsey Beauregard Graham. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to put Lindsey Beauregard Graham because that's a lot to spell and I'm going to misspell it too. Um, and. <laughs> no one uh, and yeah, I know. Well, until I give it away, at some point, I'm going to give away the Phil completed Mad Libs books out as a prize on the show. Um, there's so many of them. Okay. Uh, so Joe, uh, part of the body, plural, please. I'll make this one good. Oh, <clears throat> come on. Go, 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 go deeper than toes. <laughs> Go deeper. Oh, deeper? Oh That's what she said. Well, oh, okay. Oh All right. See. Oh, my God. See. Okay. Uh, now get, I just saw the word that goes in front of it, and it needs to be something better than toes. Testicles. 
There you go. <laughs> Testicles. Testicles, brother of Hercules. Testicles. <laughs> I love saying that every time. Testicles, brother of Heracles. Yeah, Balzac. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you like okay, to honor so, the, the Balzac. Yeah. The Balzac. The Balzac. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> to Balzac, it is. Cat, uh, I need an, uh, uh, a type of animal. Lion. All right. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, rain. Um, I need uh, 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 a ma- another male conservative. Oh goodness, male conservative or Republican, whatever. However, TV, radio, politician. I, I want to go with Daryliza. <laughs> Again, I saw the word in front of what I'm writing in, and it's very funny. You can just go with Isa, but no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. It's it, it's funny. Um and uh Bobber uh, a color? Color. Um Puce. Puce is a fan favorite. Puce is only second to Tope on this program. So <laughs> I love Tope! Soros does too. Uh <laughs> all right, Joe, a plural noun, please. Uh Moguls. Moguls, nice. Uh, cat, an occupation. Um, bus driver. All right. Uh, let me get that music going again. Um, bus driver. And uh, let me see. So, rain, an article of clothing, and then we're done. Stormy Daniels underwear. <laughs> oh. that's oddly specific Stor- yeah. stormy pants I think we could just call them stormy pants in the hood it could uh, work. no we'll, we'll put uh, stormy Daniels it, it, it's worth it it's timely quantifiable and oratund do you know what I mean it is you know timely mean? quantifiable and oratund do you know what that means no do you want underwear or underpants I'd go with thongs, to be honest, if you're going to really want Oh, oh okay. You want to... Oh. So, yeah. Mm. They're grind mode there. Uh, <laughs> Stormy so. Daniels thongs. <laughs> Boom. All right. So, here we go. <laughs> that's a callback. <laughs> grind mode is a call... Actually, that's a callback to uh, the uh, Resistor Sisters episode uh, that we're going to play after this show. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> Susan did her pervert on ass. the... Pay- Susan did her pervert on the payroll uh, thing. <laughs> Talks about a wonderful church you could all visit. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is. These are all from Cat. The, the Cat's Mad Libs, everybody, and we're gonna get to a, do a lightning round reading session of this right now. Um, this one is called Big Cats. Although although they don't have to smash for their food or worry about words, domestic cats aren't all that different from. They're wild rainbows and sisters. All cats, domesticated and putrid, are perverted carnivores. Whether they prefer to eat a can of platypus delight or an entire <laughs> or an entire raw platypus. Uh, f- felines around the world, from listless tabbies to cheerful jaguars, 
scramble for 16 to 24 to 20 hours a day. However, snow leopards don't get to scramble in a basket of deceitful laundry. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the colluding thing. You might you might think your cat is colluding against you because it loves you. <laughs> it's a cat. It colludes. But it's sure. marking you just like a big cat marks their territory in Las Vegas. Even though even though there are disgusting similarities between a house cat and a cheetah, it's much safer to say that uh, it's much safer to have a domestic cat in your secret society. So do, so don't get any finicky ideas. Oh, hey, Morris the cat makes a makes a an appearance in the big cat. All right. All right, next one is cats in books. Test your knowledge about cats who have made their counterfeit mark in literature. <laughs> the cat who seems to be creepy and can't stop winning at Alice, the Cheshire cat. <laughs> Okay, the relaxed cat in Steve Wynn King's horror classic, Church. <laughs> wow, that's funny, because it's like Stephen King, but Steve Wynn King's horror <laughs> classic, Church. Um, the cat that squashed, uh, that squashed, lo- I'm sorry, the cat with a squashed lung, who belongs to Lindsay Beauregard Graham Potter's best friend, Crookshanks. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> the, was, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The uh that's a that's a that's really a unwrap that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh the Cleveland cat who is the best friend of the frequent cockroach uh cockroach Archie Mehitable? What uh, what? I I Mehitable. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what this is. I don't I don't read books. Um, Say it backwards. <laughs> that'd be Lebetehim. So lizard people ain't my belt. Um, uh, Jesus is alive. Uh, a mysterious slovenly and small black cat capable of performing golden toilet, uh, <laughs> golden toilets of magic, uh, and sleight of colon. <laughs> That's from uh, Mister Mistopheles. Uh, the story of a very feminist kitten who struggles to keep his secret squ- secret squadrons clean and tidy. Tom Kitten. Uh, and then a, a sleazy tale about a cat who wins the kidney of a princess in marriage. Puss in Boots. Wow. So not the hand in marriage, but the kidney of marriage. You see how that went. Uh, so, all right, last Mad Lib, dressing your cat. Because, you know, everybody loves dressing their cats, and cats love being dressed. Uh, (laughs) They love it. Your cat can help you celebrate your favorite holidays throughout the year. All you need to do is dress up a cat in a a conspiratory fun shart. (laughs) That seems hygienic. With a pair of fuzzy testicles... Your cat can be transformed into the Easter lion. <laughs> Is that like truck nuts? Uh, yeah, it's like truck nuts for your cat. <laughs> hey, is that the Easter lion? 
<laughs> Did the Easter lion just come through here and shit everywhere? Uh, so <laughs> Did he spray me? Oh, I'll be blessed the rest of the year. Um, or or be or be smelly and turn your cat into Uncle Dara Iso with a little red, white, and puce suit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see it. I Red, white, and stopped abuse. inviting Uncle Dara Isa to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uncle Dara <dinner>. Isa. <laughs> and there are a lot of, and there are a lot of moguls for your cat to wear on Halloween. You can dress your cat in a bus, as a bus driver in a pink tutu, or a prehistoric spittoon with spikes down its back. Or a superhero. Oh, this is the best. Or a superhero like Evangelical Man with a black cape and matching Stormy Daniels thong. Let's just end the show here. That's perfect. Should just go. <laughs> and we're out. I'm Evangelical uh, Man. <laughs> with, my, with my black cape and matching Stormy Daniels thong. Here I come to save the day. And of course, any cat can be turned into Santa Claus with a floppy red suit in cute matching knickers. Uh, just make sure you choose hatefully. You don't want to get on your cat's stupid side. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> but seriously, best line ever. Or a superhero like Evangelical Man with a black cape and matching Stormy Daniels thong. That's fucking amazing. I'm gonna love that forever. Oh, that's, that's classic. I know what my costume is this year. I'm Evangelical Man. I give... I will use my powers of giving you a mulligan. <laughs> Fucking stupid Trump cult. Uh, all right. Yeah. That's Francie Franci says, I just coughed up a lung. So, no. <laughs> Tim Cormel says, Evangelical man with a black cape. Tim, you forgot. And matching Stormy Daniels thong. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes. the Easter lion with a fuzzy pair of te testicles was pretty good too so that was good uh, she could probably use that in front sure oh yeah uh, president front butt could use them too so <laughs> if you guys heard people call Trump president front butt I love I love when they butt. call president front butt because it kind of looks like he's a butt on the front <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right let's go ahead and wrap things up right now we'll 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 keep going with the the uh uh the evangelical man no i'm uh we'll go with alphabetical <laughs> so uh bobber uh what do you got on the way out of the program and thanks again for uh uh agreeing to uh help out uh uh pete and us uh while he takes some time off sure you know you, know, you, you don't have to keep thanking me uh okay Fuck off! Uh, just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I think we, we all we all got it. It's cool. It's just I mean, the first just, night. It's just the first night. I, you know, just being yeah. being nice. Anyway, you, you, um, dick, you dick. So I think I would like to see. <laughs> I, would, I would like to see a, a new comic book, brand yes. new comic book with evangelical man and this trusty sidekick, the kitty with the truck nuts on the back. 
Fighting evil wherever it, wherever it pops up its uh, ugly head. Fighting the evil Soros secret society. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's 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 made for TV. Oh yeah, yeah, kid friendly. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> not at all. Can the sidekick be Stormy Daniels' black thong? Well, that's part of the oh. uniform. Just a thong. That's part of the uniform, but here's the thing. I think Evangelical Man wears it over his nose. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He, he, he breathes in the essence of Stormy Daniels, and, and then he, he gets all, he feels all tough. Oh. So it energizes him. Oh. All right, Joe, what do you have on the way out of the program? Does, does he realize that breathing in the essence of Stormy Daniels, he's... Also breathing in the essence of. No, oh, don't go there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh. <laughs> uh. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. those tongues. Oh. Those tongues say. Those tongues say. Donald's been here. <laughs> oh. Anything else, Joe? <laughs> I just we're gonna. We're gonna have our our, our uh, under underground report <laughs> on the secret society that we found oh. in the stall of a men's room. Uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm so I'm crying here. This is fun. Uh, all right, Cat. Uh, uh, what do you have on the way out of the program? Uh, thank you very much for having me on, Kenny, to uh, discuss that. Oh, that was um, so great. So bit cool. earlier. And I'm looking forward to uh, when we talk about that new release, that single that you gave me the link to the video for this afternoon was really awesome and really promising for that album. We can tease it right now. It's the new Judas Priest album that's coming out in April, I believe. So I thought you said March, but... I'm not sure. It's March or April, one of the others, so... Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited about it. Um, I just know it's like springish when it's coming out. Uh, but yeah, the first single off of it, "Lightning Strikes," I think is what it's called. Um, yes. Amazing stuff. So yeah, so Cat and I, Cat will have Cat on the program to talk about that. Anybody else who listens to it as well is welcome to join. But um, I have a feeling it'll be me and Cat geeking out. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, and last, but most certainly not least rain, uh, evangelical man. Uh, wow. Amazing stuff. <laughs> so my parting shot, it's not as funny as everybody else's, but the, an ex RNC spokesman said that Steve Wynn has to go. And okay. I read a tweet from Jory Reed earlier, and I agree with this completely. And I think this is something we should think about going forward. Jory Reed said that the Steve Wynn scandal could could not put Republicans in a more awkward position. Does he remain as finance chair? If he's pushed out, how does the party justify standing by Donald Trump, who has 19 harassment accusers? Yeah. And... I, So I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to go because we didn't talk a lot about it tonight and that's okay. I think this story is going to blow up over the next few days. And when we find out that, you know, Donald Trump wanted to have a three way, which he did. Uh, Yeah. He could have a three way with himself. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> why why is it guys like that only propose a three-way when it's two women never him another guy and the wife because of the patriarchy because that would make them gay yes remember that snl Honestly, skit? And it, skit yeah so which one i mean no uh, I, what uh, bob said what bob just said wasn't meant to be you know, a bad thing. No, no, but no. That's I, the way a lot of these guys think, because that would make them gay. So let's get, you know, two women, because women right. can't be gay if it's two women. It's disgusting. I think it was a, it was like a Lady Gaga sketch or something that's on right. SNL where they were there was a they were talking about doing a three with two guys and in one girl, and they're like, "But no, that'd be totally gay." But it's not gay, you know. It's it, yes. I'm sorry, it, I don't know if you remember that, it, but. Was it Lady Gaga? I do. Who did that? I don't remember who. I don't it know was. if it was Gaga, but I know what you're talking about. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's it's that. Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying it. This is the patriarchy where yep. it's like, oh, so if it's men, then it's gay, but if it's women, then hey, and that's a problem that we have. Well, you well, know, like you know, John Fugel saying always says, evangelicals and you know uh, have the same. Um, uh, or I think he's no, I think he says the Bible in vivid video have the same policy. Girl on girl is fine, but man on man is not. Yeah. So I still think this Steve Wynn scandal is gonna it's really gonna hurt the actual Republican Party. It might not hurt Trump because We shall see. I don't know. He's got some kind of shit stained kryptonite. Oh man, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> lot of things a lot of things that have uh shit stains in the white house right now <laughs> that's a credible uh credible yeah so anyway uh all right well let's go ahead and wrap things up right now uh i just uploaded have a nice night, everybody i love you all uh, yeah, it, thank you so much, uh, um, uh, everybody, for listening and uh, being on the program uh, tonight. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, uh, debut. <clears throat> excuse me the the uh, uh, the trial run of Resistor Sisters right after Turn Up Tonight, and uh, I just actually got the file uploaded, so I'm stalling right now. And then I'm like, uh oh, Adam's got a song. Here's the in thing here for the listeners that but, are in the yeah. chat mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and who are listening. Um yeah. I'm I'm I know Heidi is looking for constructive criticism, so am I. And I'm gonna assume I hope it's okay if I assume assume Sue wants to Yeah, too. of course. Of so course, if all you guys of have constructive criticism to help us with the show, I think that would be awesome. And when I say there constructive, I mean don't be mean. Because yeah. <laughs> we'll cut you. We'll cut. They'll. Sh- they, you can make a shiv at anything, really. So, um, but yeah. So, all right. So, I have it queued. Hopefully, it plays uh, right off the bat when we uh, end the program right now. But uh, we are going to end the program right now. Uh, join us on uh, Tuesday, and uh, we'll be here for you. And uh, man, I'm worried. I think I'm at this stupid upload might have failed on me but if if it doesn't start right after the show it'll start very soon but anywho uh thank you everybody for uh listening tonight and uh we'll see everybody all right here on turn up tonight this coming tuesday focus all wrong thing to hit ken here we go that's it over and out rock and roll god bless america time for go to bed 
I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! I'm your Huckleberry.